0: In a world where combat sports changes on a dime,
1: two men cover the happenings of it all.
0: What's up, everybody? Professional Professional Wrestling. Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better.
1: I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley, and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman.
0: I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think you can consider AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly.
1: Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared WWE to begin with was because AEW Very was true. going to, and they Very were trying true. to sign
0: him. Mixed martial
1: arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sanhagen, uh, especially with his last two performances. The Alderman Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought like,
0: Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he
1: went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. You hear Dustin after the fight admitted though that there was like a second there where he was like, oh God, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a
0: chance against Man The card isn't very good in my opinion.
1: Even the undercard, I don't think is that great when um, Gaunt and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. He's definitely boxing. Jake Paul by knockout probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think
0: Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet.
1: First off, I'm going to say congratulations Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would
0: like to see Vitor and Jake because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Lafayle also Funny that this is the boxing people talk about most and of the best boxers fighting this is what boxing has become the promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best they protect their own interests they protect their fighters and they never let the best fight the best and there's multiple champions in the same weight class and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts and this is what has allowed youtubers to come in and take over the sport and much much more I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me.
1: Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see, with my fighting jersey on. You have, like, your really, really top-tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop-off. He didn't speak English, so, like, the UFC, like, wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. It like, absolutely was happening for real for time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up, though, is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Arlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I...
0: Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky, we've seen Cejudo on Dynamite, we've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite, we've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like...
1: It's just like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful, exactly. fightful, fightful Steven yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekender Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBD Tito for Life.
0: Boys. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, Ooh. straight from YouTube.com. You Live rounds. The marksmith have arrived. Have arrived
1: live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion
0: Will What's up everybody? Sorry about the delay Um, We had some little technical difficulties We needed to get a couple things done before we could go live But I appreciate you guys holding out on us As you can see I got a little band-aid here Uh, My son basically threw his little car toys and one hit me in the cheek and it's got a nice little swollen cut bruise thing going on. So I look like Nelly tonight. Um, but uh, I appreciate you guys coming in here and uh, live rounds episode 39. What you got tonight, Steven?
1: Yeah, uh, it's been a good day. I had uh, a little bit of work done earlier today, so that was good. i actually watched Major League 2. I've been wanting to watch that for a minute um, and I found it and that's
0: the first time you've ever seen it
1: no 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 but i i mean but the first time in i mean since i watched it when i was a kid because i I watched the original recently like a couple months ago but i couldn't find the sequel um yeah the original is way better like the, the sequel is okay but like the original is way better um the sequel's perfect for like that age group
0: though that we were in back in the day like when it came out and like to be able to go to the movie theater and see that was really cool because i wasn't able to go see the first one at all so
1: because i was rated r and then the sequel was pg and you can tell but the funny thing is when i was watching it i was like this movie would probably rated r at the least pg-13 now because like a lot of the jokes and language in it like is yeah times are different you know um i mean even as little my as
0: concern, mm-hmm. my biggest concern was how's omar epps gonna replace wesley snipes because to me wesley snipes was like one of the goats and i yeah just, but i liked omar epps i thought he did a good job there's very rarely do i like when someone replaces the original actor but that worked
1: yeah i thought he did it was pretty good And as a kid i'm not gonna lie like when i was younger like i didn't notice that they're like that they had switched Anything Like I was too young to like realize, I think, but it's funny that yeah. it's funny that like, you know, cause we always talk about stuff in hindsight, right? Like things that were never cool to say, but like things that, you know, didn't have the same consequence it does now, if you say those same things. And it isn't just with language when you go back and watch movies like that. It's, like, everyone's just, like, smoking cigarettes, too. Like, like it's, like, they're basically promoting smoking cigarettes constantly to kids and stuff, too. And that just kind of goes to, like, it wasn't just the language. Like, times were just different back in, like, yes. the 90s. And they were different in the 80s. And they were different in the 70s. And, like, the times changed. We try to get better. But, like, when you watch movies like that, I mean, I talk about the original Bad News Bears a lot because – like oh. they're smoking, they're smoking cigarettes they're smoking cigars. The kids are making drinks for the coach. Like they're yeah. dropping N-bombs with the hard ERs. I mean, as kids like in the end, it's a PG movie, you know what I mean? it's just like, that's how different things were. I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but it's just like a reminder of like, wow, this was a PG movie. And like, this wouldn't even be allowed to be made now. You know what I right. mean? Like, um, and someone in the chat mentioned back to the miners. I do remember that one too. Cause that was the, the uh the Twins minor league uh team yeah. in that movie but i remember that being really bad too all i remember about that was a guy who was called downtown i think and he'd only hit home runs in the in the minors but like he couldn't do it in the majors and he was like the main character that's pretty much all i remember they were the buzz yeah i remember that yeah i think on the only original character was
0: dorn like that came back in mm-hmm. that and, and back to the miners and the rest is all a new cast i mean it was literally just one of those like to make a sequel for just to make a sequel
1: wasn't that scott bacula as like the main guy in that one i believe so i think and it he was. was an
0: unnecessary roughness which to me is a way better movie but you know we we can, we can go all day with movies i tell you that
1: i, can, I, I can did, go, But i just remember him from the uh the was it Quantum Leap? Was that what it was called? The one where they, like, switched bodies? Like, that was that was him, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, has nothing to do with our show tonight, but that is what I did today. I watched Major League Two before the stream. Um, I also, did you ever watch the, I, I sh- surely have told you about this, the, the like, documentary. It's on Netflix. And I think it was, like, an ESPN something or other originally. I can't remember. But it's on the Danbury Trashers minor league hockey team. We've ever no, talked about no. this, dude. Go watch it tonight. Like, as fast I've watched it twice. <laughs> like, it's 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 literally so what this story's about is this like guy who basically is using money that he's accrued over years of being like pretty high up in like the mob in this town yeah. of like Danbury, Connecticut. I think maybe I don't know what Danbury Danbury's a city. This guy gives his 17-year-old son. A hockey team and they're like one step below oh. that nhl it's like a legitimate okay. hockey team and this kid who runs the team at 17 years old his dad is so well connected and stuff like he, so basically the premise of this whole thing is a 17 year old kid is a massive wwf fan as a kid in the 90s and loves hockey because of the mighty ducks and gets his own team And he just makes them a team that's just all enforcers pretty much. And they just fight like the, the puck (laughs) drops and they just fight people and it's all funded by the mob. And it's, it's this incredible, incredible documentary. Like I can't, um, I can't recommend it enough. Like it is right up your alley. It's right up my alley. What's this guy's talking about seeing the mighty ducks and like, this he had like the rock and triple h like at his birthday party when he was like you know a teenager and stuff because like his dad was like so well connected and all it's like man nice he was living our dream of like he got a sports team because of his love of mighty ducks and professional wrestling which is just incredible so yeah i watched that today real quick shout out uh rarely even um we
0: never i haven't seen you in here in a while man so welcome back but uh I remember, you know, you were hardcore about the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So, congratulations on that a year ago. And, uh, yeah, I fell short this year, but uh, had a heck of a two-year run with Brady. So, congrats on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to just go ahead and jump into these Super Chats or if you want to let, cover anything real quick.
1: Let me, uh, let me talk about Unkind real quick, then we'll knock out the Super yeah. Chats. And I have the Super Chat that was sent uh, during the week. Which is a reminder, y'all, um, I've never actually promoted this and we haven't here on the channel. I've never really thought about it. But um, even throughout the week, if you send us, I don't know if Patrick bottom uh, whos who is who I'm going to read the, the Super Chat for in a second. I don't know if he used the donation link in the description or if maybe it was something linked to my tip jar on Twitter. I'm not sure. I think it was through the, the donation link, though. If y'all send me money ever, I split it with Doug. We just split it right in half. 50, and you can attach a question to the the PayPal. So like he sent us some money and had a couple questions for us to read during the show because he couldn't be here live. So if anyone ever wants to do that, just know that me and Doug will split the money. So like, it isn't just like, you're just sending it to me. Like we both, we both get it and we will use that on the show live. If you aren't here, uh, aren't able to make it live, we'll still answer your questions. So you can send, send those whenever you and want I- to.
0: And I know we have a lot of listeners that can't make it live. So here's an opportunity to support the channel if you guys would like to, plus get your questions asked since you you don't get to normally participate. So it's a cool opportunity if you guys do want to do it. And we uh, definitely appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And we also appreciate Unkind Esports. Shout out to them. Make sure to follow them on all social media at Unkind Esports. They – been playing some uh some fifa they had some games last night on twitch so they're getting more involved on twitch some of their players have their individual twitch streams they're big into fifa i know they were looking for halo players recently um so if you're into gaming that's the place to be unkind esports check out their website unkindesports.com. and there's a lot of mma fans and wrestling fans over there at unkind rob van dam is one of the owners of unkind i mean there's a lot of light-minded people so if you like this show Go show them some love. At the very least, follow them on social media. And check out the stuff they got going on. Check out the new website. Once again, unkindesports.com. And uh, they're doing a lot for us, just helping support the show. So, um, you know, we want to pay them back however we can and, and get you guys involved. So check it out. They're doing big things over there. And, uh, yeah, once again, thank you to Unkind Esports. And since I brought up Patrick, I'll go ahead and read his super chats for me and Doug. And then we will get to everyone here in the live chat. Um, and if you ever send any super chats here, we'll make sure to get to them. So even if we don't answer it right away, we promise we will before the end of the show at some point, definitely answer all the questions you send, um, through the super chats or through the donation link, uh, in the description below. So Patrick Bonham sent a super chat and he had two questions. One was, do you think Kenny Omega comes back post-match of Adam Cole and Adam Page at Revolution? Do you think Kenny Omega shows up at Revolution right after the world title match?
0: I would have thought so, but the way that it sounds like his recovery is going, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, he could always just have, like, a video that shows him up on the monitor or something, but I I think that they're going to hold off on it. I'm thinking Kenny sounds, like, pretty good for double or nothing, which would be, like, late May. So I, that's what I think we'll see Kenny Omega.
1: But even in that scenario, like, he could still show up, you know what I mean, and not wrestle he could. and start building he could.
0: it. It just depends on what – what, what we're going for. You know what I mean? Like if he's going to cost Adam the match or whatever the case may be. Um, or is he going to confront Adam after the match or whatever? But like, then what is he just going to be gone for two months? Like, to me, I feel like if he's coming back, then he's going to come back and actually, you know, show up on dynamites might not wrestle but at least be there. And I feel like he, he needs the break. Honestly, he's really put his body through a lot. And when he like describes some of the stuff he's been going through, it's crazy that he's held off this long on some of these surgeries and things.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. No, honestly, like that's, I I really don't know. I don't know if there's a real answer I can give to be honest, because I do think I'll, 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 I'll say this as a way to answer the question. Um, I think we're definitely getting Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole first thing when Kenny Omega comes back. Like, that'll be the first big feud that he's involved with. I just have no idea, like, when he's going to show up to start that. I do assume that Hangman Page is going to defend the title and retain it over Adam Cole. But it would make things interesting with Adam Cole being the champion and Kenny Omega coming back. So... Um, and then we had another super chat from him. This one's a little bit longer, um, but I will read it out for you. So we got it. It says, sure. I think Roman Reigns wins at WrestleMania and will face the Rocket next year's WrestleMania. I'm probably getting a bit ahead of myself, LOL, but wanted to get your thoughts on what you could do with Roman uh, for the year in between. So basically this year, between this year's WrestleMania and next year's WrestleMania. It says, because WWE hasn't built any new stars, surely they're going to to have to do rematches with previous opponents in his title reign such as Kevin Owens. Granted, we might have Cody Rhodes face Roman at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam maybe. Uh so how would you book both Roman or how would we both book Roman for the next year? So Doug, how basically assuming that Roman Reigns retains or beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania and he's the champion going forward, um what do you do with him for the entire next year assuming he he's going to wrestle the rock at next year's WrestleMania.
0: So one, I think Roman needs to lose at WrestleMania. I think Brock needs to win the title, not because Brock needs it, but like how long is this title reign going to be? Because if Roman retains, he's going to be the champion all the way going into next year's WrestleMania, likely in my opinion. And then he's not, the rock isn't going to beat him for the title. So at least there would be a gap to where he hadn't been champion this entire time. So I, I me personally, I think he needs to lose at WrestleMania. Um, I also think people are really joining Babyface Brock. And I think that it would just be okay for Roman to be the one that's not always the champion. Um, gives a little bit of a different outlook. I think Roman would gain the titles back probably around SummerSlam-ish and then he can carry that into uh, to WrestleMania for The Rock. I also think they should end the brand extension by then. That gives him new opponents that he can face, and it's not just limiting him to SmackDown, especially if they're going to consolidate the title. Um, and if they don't consolidate the title by, like if they don't end the brand extension because they're consolidating the title, at least they'll have possibly where either show can can face him for the title because there's only one belt you know what i mean so that's probably the way i would lean towards it um i just don't think it's necessarily wise to have roman have like a four-year title reign i think that that's over the top
1: so um yeah so i like i do expect roman to beat rock at wrestlemania um but the question is, like we've like we've been saying, you know, for one, I talk about it a lot. I, I definitely think that they should end the brand extension, like for sure. And they kind of hinted at it. I watched Raw last night only because there was like the whole buzz, like maybe Cody will actually show up. So I watched the whole show and uh, he didn't show up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. I am wearing my John Cena shirt. Hustle loyalty, respect. <laughs> Because uh, we all should have been a lot nicer to this guy when he was around. <laughs> Turns out he really wasn't so bad in comparison to, uh, you know, what we got now. Peacemaker was dope, <laughs> but uh, but so I, you know, they did they did make some kind of uh, hints, like Kevin Owens and Sam, uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, like kind of threw it out there, like maybe we should unify all the tag titles, you know, and I think maybe they can keep leaning more and more into like the idea over the next pretty short period of time to get all these title belts just unified and get the brands together. And the one thing that like they would basically need to do is, you know, and I know this is just wishful thinking, you know, I know that like this probably isn't how things will happen, but Okay, let's say Roman retains or Roman beats Brock, so title versus title. Roman unifies the titles at WrestleMania. Yeah. And let's assume, okay, they are going to do The Rock next year at WrestleMania. Just be- based on Patrick's super chat here, they have to f- have a meeting with like a handful of people in that locker room that they think m- have a shot at like being something for real for them and like legitimately. I mean, you gotta like hand pick. I mean, they and they gotta fat they gotta move fast on some of these guys. Like they gotta move fast on Braun Breaker if they're gonna if they're gonna do something with him, just because like they're gonna they need challenger. Like Roman will be done with everybody. Like so
0: also you had- real quick, just so uh-huh. with that. Do you think putting Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler in a match is wise when Dolph Ziggler is used as a below under card? Guy and yet he's gonna be like a, basically a main eventer with Braun Breaker for their NXT show.
1: I I don't think that matters ever since like carrying Cross lost to Jeff Hardy with that title and stuff. On you know what I mean? I think I think the perception is just that NXT just isn't on the same level as Raw or SmackDown. Um, I just think
0: if you're gonna him gonna face Dolph Ziggler and then let's say you bring him into the main roster and now all of a sudden we're just supposed to view him as like this like. Upper tier guy, but yet he's probably going to have a competitive match with Dolph Ziggler. Like, I I, nothing that NXT 2.0 is doing makes sense to me. Like, it's just such a head scratcher.
1: Yeah. So, but they they treat it like two different universes. So, like, yes, you know, they could easily have Braun Breaker have a competitive match against Dolph Ziggler on a Tuesday, and then that same Friday he can go out there and squash you know Kevin Owens on. Uh, or whoever on smackdown one of the top guys on smackdown and they just treat it like it's two totally different things um but my point is you know braun Breaker is yeah. a guy they clearly handpicked and maybe you really have those these like come to jesus moments with guys like kevin owens and seth rollins and these guys uh, aj styles riddle, riddle. riddle. uh radio Styles just just re-signed with the company yep. and you know so it's like you get these handful of guys and go. Listen, I know all the brass ring stuff's been bullshit this whole time, but like, this is real right now. Like, we legitimately need people to step up because like it's literally only Roman and you're the only chance we have. And y'all just signed new contracts, so you're here for the for the future. Like, we do want to go all the way with y'all. Finally, like, we gotta hey, we gotta figure something
0: out. Is is Cody in that meeting?
1: Well, and that's the thing, and that's a whole other conversation about Cody. <laughs> but here's the thing, I I have no doubt in my mind that even if Cody came into the WWE and he beat Roman Reigns for the title, which I think is a possibility because I think they're going to pay him a lot of money if he does come back. Mm-hmm. They'll definitely Kevin Owens him. And like what, what John Cena did to him, like Cody might come in and beat Roman the first time, but Roman will beat him at least twice after that. You know, yeah. like they'll, they'll still establish that Roman's the bigger star than Cody, just like they did with Cena and, and Owens when Owens was the NXT champion. He beat Cena and, Everyone was like, finally, we got, like, the guy who might be on Cena's level going forward. And Cena beat him twice. And it was like, oh, yep, Cena's just better. All right. Um, I think
0: also a guy like Montez, I think mm-hmm. that they should look into him breaking up with his tag team and, and putting him in a singles role. I think that he could be a big name for them as well. There, There's definitely guys, you know, Chad Gable, if they really wanted to give him, like, the Kurt Angle, great wrestler push. Like, there's guys that they could possibly get i'm not saying at roman's level but just at least where you could pick a handful of guys and feel like that they have a shot at winning but it has to be done right it has to be built right and we're not even see it's probably the problem with some of these questions are is that you want to go all over the place and so like the thing is like we gotta we gotta cover the elimination chamber so we're gonna cover that probably after these super chats and then we can go into that. But like, based on what you saw in the suit and the elimination chamber, then these guys aren't at fault. They're just not even getting an opportunity. This is just like, this is what it is for these guys that have been handpicked to be the guys and nobody else gets a chance. And That's just the way that they book.
1: No, and that's, that's very true. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it more with the chamber, but like there's Brock. I mean, that match, it was Brock was the star. And then there was just everyone else. Like, the second he was involved in the match, it was all him. Um, and it didn't matter
0: if it was Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Matt Riddle. like. And, and then, like, come on, you, him and Austin Theory at the end? Like, I I definitely think Austin Theory could be a main event guy for them eventually, too. I think he's in the wrong gimmick. But I, I think that he could be a guy for them as well. But, like, not one single soul thought that Austin Theory could beat Brock Lesnar. Like, It was just total, like, I'm a coward and Brock's going to kill me, you know. And how is that supposed to get him over?
1: Yeah, exactly. He just looked like he was afraid to be in the ring with Brock Lesnar, which is going to be a problem if you want to be the champion. And Brock Lesnar's the champion, you have to wrestle him. Right.
0: (laughs) Like, if anything, it should be like, come on, let's go. I've been waiting for this. Like, if that was Riddle, all the buildup that Riddle has been talking about, his dream match being Brock Lesnar... Finally wins and then Riddle be like, "Come on, bro, it's now my turn. You can't hide from me anymore." You know, but instead it's like,
1: "Oh God, it's Brock." Yeah, and instead all we got from Brock and Riddle was Brock just literally is fiving Riddle and just yeah, like that's
0: That's it. it. And like he would like mess around with everybody else's chamber, but he just gave like Riddle his back and like walked (laughs) off. You know, like whatever. But anyways, Patrick, I know you're a huge supporter of the channel. I really appreciate it. So I read all your comments after uh, the shows, and I go back, and I I definitely appreciate all your kind words. So thank you for submitting the Super Chat. Definitely appreciate it, man. Yes.
1: Another Super Chats we got.
0: Chris Warden, appreciate the Super Chat, man. Even guys, just wondering your thoughts on Revolution being basically sold out with only about 500 left in the secondary market. I mean, I think any AEW pay-per-view – for the most part, will be sold out. Uh, and th- this only holds 8,000, so it's not surprising that they, they're going to sell this thing out. I think one of the main tickets that aren't sold out are like your platinum packages where you have to spend like $500 and things like that. So those are the only ones that aren't sold out, but looks like a really good card. I'm definitely expecting this thing to sell out with a hot crowd and uh should be a great event, so... And and that's the thing that, like, you can talk about ratings all you want, whatever. The fact that these guys can consistently sell tickets is what really separates them from everybody else. TNA can never do this. They can never do this. And they might be able to, like, you know, we'll leave Orlando and three months down the road we're going to go to this place and we're going to sell, like, 2,500 to 3,500 tickets for a pay-per-view and that's it. These guys are weekly selling tickets. Way more tickets than that all over the country. Like, it's super impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the best TNA would be able to do – and I was a big fan, obviously. I know you were too, obviously. Yep. But, like, yeah, they would do, like, these big build-ups. And, like, they'd, they'd draw, like, big houses in, like, the UK because, like, they were never there. And, like, they'd yep. be a bunch of wrestling fans that were, like, wanting something different. Um Plus you but, get, like, Sting, stuff yeah. like that. Like, they A-W- were going to be able to just just draw from, like, <laughs> legends.
0: Like, if you're in the UK and you get an opportunity to see Sting when, like, WCW wasn't going to the UK, like, it was a huge deal, you know? Bring yeah. Kurt Angle and all those. So, they I, always did well.
1: I love seeing – I think it, was, it had to have been Tony Khan's quote talking about Sting in AEW. How Yeah, it was definitely Tony Khan because he said something like, when we signed Sting, we had no idea how often he'd be able to wrestle. And now, like every time he wrestles, we consider it the main event. Like the whole locker room watches. Like it's it's yep. awesome. Like Sing's being treated like a god over there after years right. of just the WWE just like not knowing what they had, just pathetic. Um yep. but uh but yeah, I'm not surprised that the that AEW is selling well. I mean, they're a great show. Um and they're gonna keep doing it, especially for pay-per-views. The pay-per-views are gonna as long as the pay-per-views keep delivering how they have been. Those those places they go to are going to sell out, and, and it's better to go to these smaller venues and sell out than to go somewhere big and have like a half empty spot, you know. Like that's they're they're I think they're smart about about the venues that they choose. Yeah,
0: John, appreciate the super chat. Um, hey guys, what are your thoughts on Dax HBK situation? Also, how much do you think the wrestling contracts will change in the next three years? Um, Dax HBK, I mean. From what I've heard about Shawn Michaels in real life, if you get the opportunity to meet him or whatever, I'll just say, like, if he doesn't know you or if he doesn't, if he's not really a fan of you, he's probably not going to be the nicest guy in the world. Like, I've heard really bad stories from WrestleCon. I've heard, you know, he's not the most fan friendly. Um, I know in NXT he has a certain group of guys, right? And I know that he was going to, he treats those guys like gold. But if you weren't part of those guys, then it wouldn't surprise me. I also think the click brings out the worst in each other. I really think that they're still like to act like that. They're the same click that they were back in the day when they get around each other. And if they have the opportunity to show off in front of their buddies, then they'll do it. It's unfortunate, but, um, based on what Dak said, I truly believe what Dak says Dak said is true. Um, But I still love Shawn Michaels, like unbelievable performer. He might not be the nicest guy. Michael Jordan's a dick. Michael Jordan's a huge dick. But at the end of the day, he's like a god to me because I just grew up in that era. Like, so it's unfortunate, you know, like Barry Bonds, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, huge dick, very rude, you know, like, and and I almost feel like it's part of being great. Like so many people that are great are not the nicest guys. I didn't have the best experience with Sting, and he thought it was because I was basically taking a shot at him, and he misunderstood what I was saying.
1: But what so, did you say to Sting? Were you like, "Hey, bro, it mean, be nice if you popped your shirt off every now and then"? Still, he might, you know, not no, in I, shape. I,
0: I flat out told him I thought that he was going to be a part timer going to TNA for just a paycheck, but I've been really impressed by what he's done, and he was pissed off about it. He was like, "Excuse me." Like, <laughs> it's great. And, and, and we ended up still taking a picture and everything and I had to walk it back. And he was like, yeah, that's what I thought, you know, like pissed. And, and like, oh. I heard, I've heard a lot of people have not had the best experiences with him. Now, granted, if you just went up to him and just totally said you're the greatest thing ever. And I'm so happy to meet you. He'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. But um, I was just thinking of having an honest conversation with him. Like just like, I thought you were going to mail it in and you haven't, you've had, you've delivered. And this was like shortly, this was like after the, the monsters ball match with Abyss and going through thumbtacks and all this other stuff. Like, I just wanted to give him his props. Like he really has been doing well and uh, he took it personal, but I, I, I kind of feel like that when he heard that just a veteran to get a paycheck, yeah. I feel like he cut off whatever I said afterwards and didn't listen like, he just heard that and saw red. So that that's my experience with staying. Um, I've even thought about doing another meet and greet just so, like, we can squash that. Not that I would bring it up again, but just so I could have a positive experience. But I hold nothing against him. I, I think that's one thing that a lot of people really, like... These you catch them on the wrong day. You catch them at the wrong thing. Like you, you, you can't judge somebody completely just based off of one experience, right? In my opinion, if I'm Shawn Michaels, I would just post an apology right here on Twitter or contact Dax and then Dax say like, "Hey, he did call me. He was, he was honest about it, and we're good now" or whatever. But in my opinion, Shawn Michaels' ego would never do that. He's just that type of guy. So. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, like I definitely believe Dax that it had like that that happened. Um, yeah, Shawn Michaels. I mean, he was probably the most notorious dick in the '90s, like in all of yeah. professional wrestling. Um, there's a lot of people that even after his uh his whole being reborn Christian and all that stuff, that still are like, yeah. He's still that same guy, though. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a lot Sorry, of people yeah. that say that. There's a lot of people that say he's changed, to be fair. Like, I'm not going to say it's it's all just everyone thinks he's, but there's, I, I'll just put it this way. When I saw that story, I wasn't surprised by it. And right. I was just kind of bummed out. That's really all I can really say. It's just like, man, if, if that, because like, if I was Dax, because that'd be like me walking up to someone like Shawn Michaels that, like, I really, really, like, was a huge fan of, right? Like, right. really looked up to. And, like, confide something in him that, like, you're not expecting anybody to, like, but you don't think he's going to take it to anyone else. Like, you're just, like, telling him and, like, he's going to have that respect to just let you get it off your chest and you're going to make him kind of feel better about it. And then the next thing you know, him and his buddies are, like, making fun of you to your face. And it's, like, you can't even do anything about it because, like, they're these WWE Hall of Famers and, like, this whole show is about them. And you're just the guys coming to get through, your asses kicked by these these guys. So yeah. I mean the company doesn't care about you. These guys don't care about you. And you care about these guys, but they're making fun of you. So right. Um, so I uh yeah. And I shout mean, outs
0: to Sean Waltman. He was the only one yeah. that was like thanked him for doing good business and all that stuff. So gotta give him his
1: flowers. Absolutely. I I am glad you brought that up. Uh and that's another thing is I know X Pac had his his few years right where like things things were pretty dark um he's talked about suicide attempts and we saw all the stuff that him and china went through back in the day and i mean like it hasn't been all great for x Pac over the years but right. you do hear pretty much across the board consistently from other wrestlers that sean waltman's a like, man like people are yeah. always like sean Walt like he, he, they all look up to him for being a smaller guy who got over in an era where like you, those guys his size couldn't do that. Um yep. He was really giving to a lot of these guys. Like he'll go in there and make other people look good, Um, you know. And and so Sean Waltman is, is a seems to be a really loved figure in wrestling. And then of course you have Hall and Nash, like. Opinions of, about those two guys are gonna be all across mm-hmm. the board, all mm-hmm. over the place. From mm-hmm. from they're the coolest guys on earth to like they're the worst human beings that ever lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and triple H is Triple H. You know, hopefully Triple H wasn't a part of that. I, I can't remember if he said he was, but if he was, that's really disappointing because like Triple H mentored them and NXT and everything. That'd be really yeah. disappointed if Triple H yeah. is like making fun of them. But here's the thing: I bet you anything, Triple H still has that part of him about Sean where it's like he's still got to be cool in front of Sean probably. Like he probably still is that much yeah. of a fan of Sean Michaels. Like he owes his career in a lot of ways to Sean Michaels. So, yeah. um, so honestly I don't
0: know. that yeah. so does Diesel. I mean so does Kevin Nash. Like without Sean yeah. Kevin Nash is not Kevin Nash. So I mean but I mean, Shawn Michaels was a dark side of the ring all day long. It would have ended tragic, tragically if he did not change his life. Um, I remember, though, dude, like I was watching one DVD. I don't remember what it was, but it was like him breaking down his matches. It was more like in the future. And he was going over the backlash match where it was like him, Orton, Cena, and maybe Edge. And he was, like, talking about, like, how, you know, the young guys are, like, looking at me like they can still, you know, like, can I still do this? And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm the baddest son of a bitch in this whole thing. And I was just like, oh, it's still there. Like, he's still Shawn Michaels. You just got to kind of bring it out of him. And, And the whole Hogan thing, like, I definitely think that he is not this, like, just God-fearing man that just is totally on his P's and Q's and makes sure he says all the right things. Like, I'm sure Sean still has some Sean Michaels in him. And that's just expected. But, yeah, the story is disappointing. Um, especially, like, Dax, to me, doesn't seem like a guy that – he seems very genuine. That's all I'll say. He just doesn't seem like a guy that would just bring that up for no reason. So, um, yeah, it's just a disappointing story. Also, in the super chat, he asked – about contracts in the next three years. With the new TV contracts coming in in 2024, I believe, I mean, I think we're talking about just substantial money, unbelievable money. Um, And I think that's one of the main reasons that Stone Cold is coming back. They they could never afford him to come back for the money that he probably wanted. And now they can and it makes me wonder though, like if you're MMA, right? And you're getting five hundred thousand a fight, and if you're Connor McGregor or whatever, like you're not Connor McGregor, but something that's the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And WWE <clears throat> WWE offers you straight up seven million dollars for for one year plus merch and everything else, like it might be pretty enticing for People outside of the WWE to join the WWE based on the money that they're spending.
1: Yeah, I always thought that Floyd Mayweather would do more with the WWE, and they probably didn't because they probably couldn't afford to. And now maybe they could. I mean, especially if you are going to bring in Jake Paul, like or sorry Logan Paul, they should do Logan versus Floyd two in the WWE. Just promote the hell out of it. I mean, but I mean, I am just saying, like, if you want to like get buzz and sell pay per view, put butts in seats, like. I mean, they're trying everything they can to like get the mainstream audience interested. You know, that's probably a good way to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I I think that these contracts, I think, yeah, I think they'll they'll keep getting becoming you know more like for more money, and uh, and probably like I think most performers probably like the three year deals because you get the job security and the company also has the the peace of mind that like you're not just going to bail right away Um,
0: right
1: three-year contracts seem to be a pretty good pretty good way to go in my opinion i just hope it doesn't
0: ever get to the point where they have to offer guaranteed money again because then that just messes up the performance and then they're just not the same they're not as dedicated because the money's guaranteed you know what i mean so uh, but I feel like it's going to get very competitive and they're going to have to offer extra incentives besides just a dollar amount. You know what I mean?
1: Or, or like signing bonuses kind of yeah. stuff, you know, something like that. Um, that makes
0: more sense. Like flat out 1.5 million just to sign a contract and then, you know, whatever else, but yeah. Treat it
1: how the NFL does, to be honest, like just the, these, uh, they should like and I think Tony Khan that is how he does it and that's why I like the way that their contracts seem to be set up in AEW where he treats it like he's running a sports team when you know you can make all the jokes you want about the Jaguars being a shitty team but like as far as like the way that they're using doing the contracts I think makes a lot of sense because the the performer is guaranteed to get that amount of money whether they're being used or not as long as they're there for that amount of time and you know, vice versa. It seems like Tony seems pretty open to the idea that if they want out, he'll probably let people out early if they really want it. But I don't think a lot of people are going to want <clears throat> want out when they ha- they know that the money's coming in one way or the other. Um, and that's just how, that's almost just weird.
0: Almost weird too. Like, because kind of like the Brian Cage thing. To me, what it looks like is we're not going to use you, but I'm going to pay you for what I said I was going to pay you. So he's right. not even cutting him, but he might pay him for five months to sit at home and and still allow him to do indies and everything else. Like, man, that's 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 about as much as you can ask for. The fact that you can still work, still make money, and still get paid even though you're not being used. So whatever gripes he has about the company, like that's still a fair trade in my opinion.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I I think that's. That's a pretty fair way. I mean, there's been a lot of guys that, that didn't get used a whole lot throughout their time with AEW that are getting paid this whole time. And also, like you said, able to take indie dates and make their own money independently and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I think WWE would be really smart to get... So The, 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 the double-edged sword of it or whatever of, of this with the WWE is I think they're probably offering so much money that, like, a guy like Kevin Owens or or AJ Styles is just like, man, even, I mean, I'm assigned for, you know, three years or whatever, but like even if I make it the next like six months, I'm getting paid a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like even if like things go, go south, like they're giving me so much money. Like, and, and for a guy like AJ Styles, I'm happy to see this. I want to see him in AEW as a fan, but like this dude grinded the, the the TNA wrestling circuit for like, Fifteen years or whatever it was, and like he was the best. You can you can make your cases for your Brian Danielsons and CM Punk's and that kind of stuff, but as far as I'm concerned, the best wrestler outside of the WWE for a solid at least decade was AJ Styles, and now to see him like at the point of the career that he's at, like. I have nothing against him for getting paid at this point in his career. And he's still getting I'm used to you. a high level like they they use him in a good spot almost always. So, it looks like he's yeah. going to get edge at WrestleMania. So, yeah. um, you know, he he got a good yeah. deal there it looks like.
0: I'm with you and I mean, at the end of the day also, I think that if you just the full body of work for AJ, it's incredible, right? Like so many companies he's worked for, thrived in all of them. And like with WWE, it's like he was just there for from just 2016 till now, but like doing another contract, like it's going to solidify him as a hall of famer in the WWE, like his legacy is set and he's making unbelievable amount of money. I mean, it says that they said it's going to be like $3 million a year, $3 million a year for a guy that's 45 years old. That's incredible. So props to him. And the only thing that makes me a little nervous is like Kenny's always wanted that match. And, the only way that he can get it is he'd have to go to the WWE. And so come February, I think negotiations will be fun because uh, I definitely think that they'll be interested. So,
1: yeah, we'll see how that goes. I think the WWE is going to be interested in a lot of people. I, like, I think yeah. AEW will have more people go back over to WWE. Um, like it's going to happen. So yep. we'll just see. We'll, we'll see how it plays out.
0: But I, I don't think that they're just going to take anybody either, though. Like, I, I personally don't think they'll take a Brian Cage. I don't think they're going to take um, certain people, but like a Cody. I mean, they they can't resist. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cactus J22, appreciate the Super Chat, man. Hey, guys, hope you're doing well. I was wondering if you guys could give your thoughts on the New Japan Cup. It's a big field, final four, and a winner. Um, it's like 40 people, 42, I think it is. So, And some of these guys, honestly, I haven't even heard of. So I can't really give you my full, full thoughts. Um, but Kota Abushi is back, so that's good. Haven't seen Zack Sabre Jr. in forever. Will Osprey is in it. Um, Okada is in it. I would figure that Okada would be the winner. I would love to see... Something around like Osprey, Okada, Abushi, um, possibly Jeff Cobb. I'm not sure if Shingo is in it. I can't tell.
1: Uh, I'm looking.
0: Yes, Shingo is in it, so he could possibly be in there. Um, he's on the side of a, on on the side of Abushi, Osprey, Shingo. Oh, Sonata, I see yeah, against he Jr. And
1: Shingo versus Ishii in the first round.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there it, there's a lot of uh on that side. Suzuki's on that side as well. So
1: hopefully Sonata, like, Sonata just won the US title too. And he's on right, the side. Right.
0: Sonata's definitely on there. It Looks like Okada's got a pretty clear path, in my opinion, to the final. Just about the other side that's uh that's a beast. I'm just excited for New Japan to get going again. So whatever the whatever happens, I just hope that it's a, a good tournament. A lot of, like, five-star quality matches. And uh, they need some momentum, man. They really need to get this thing going.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this does look badass. This is the first time I've looked at the the brackets right now. But it uh, starts on March 2nd. Yeah, I'm going to keep up with this. There's a lot of really great matchups. I mean, that's... Most of their top guys are all in this. I, I'm hoping for a uh, a uh, March Madness style run out of Takamichinoku on the left side of the bracket. So maybe yeah. uh, maybe Takamichinoku has a has a good showing. Um, but yeah, I'd say Okada on the left side. I have no idea what Abushi's like status in the company is right now. As far as like where is he still like. Entry. But was the last time they saw him, like, was he the champion or like he just lost the belt or? He
0: had lost the belt. He was a feud with Jeff Cobb, I believe, and then he got hurt. Um, then I think he came back and then he got hurt again. He was like, he was just wrestling. I think he was wrestling like Tanahashi or something like that in a just kind of like a Grand Slam type event that didn't really have a lot of storyline oriented in it. It was just like an event to have an event and he got hurt. So, um, he could come back and be pushed to the moon or he could come back and do nothing it just depends but they've uh it's just good to have him back
1: yeah yeah i i really don't have a prediction i mean i guess if i had to choose anyone you can't ever go wrong going with Okada. so yeah i'll just go i with think that. Okada's
0: gonna win i'm I'm worried to see if they're gonna start de pushing Osprey or if they're still gonna keep up with that or what's going on there so we'll see what happens but you know me I'm definitely gonna be paying attention to Osprey hope we get some bangers yeah um this is an interesting one alex Schmidt thank you for the super chat I appreciate it thoughts on i c p and their legacy and the pro wrestling business
1: mm-hmm. are, are you a juggalo, stephen or Doug, you know I've been known to run with the hatchet and I drink a lot of Fago. Drink a lot of Faygo. Lot yeah. of Faygo. Um, um in all honesty, I used to listen to a lot of ICP music when I was younger. Right. Um yeah. I wouldn't consider Shaggy myself a dope. joke. Shaggy 2 Joke, Fallon J. I knew about yeah. like all those other guys too. Um uh like Wicked and like all they had like other like type there was other like ICP influence type Kind of rap rock stuff.
0: I used to I used to listen to Cottonmouth Kings, but oh, I don't yeah. smoke weed. But I was just like always. They had amazing um, bass, and I was bumping that yeah. stuff. But uh, yeah, it, you know.
1: in, in all honesty, I have a lot of respect for the Insane Clown Posse and their fans. I honestly do, um, because I remember how much they used to get attacked by like the media and like the late '90s and stuff, especially. and to me i always felt like it was unwarranted because like they weren't on the radio and you had to like really go way out of your way to even like know about them or their music and they kind of like kept to themselves and did their own thing and like yeah they do a lot of weird shit at these like gathering of the juggalos and that kind of stuff but like that's them and that's just them doing their thing like i mean I, I'm pretty liberal when it comes to like people going out and having fun and like being around other people that like to have a good time doing the stuff that they do. Like as long as no one's like really getting hurt or anything, I don't really care what people do. Um, so I, I, I respect and I respect the fact that these guys were literally like backyard wrestlers that kind of didn't make it in wrestling, but were like pro wrestling minded and used that to like create these pro wrestling type personas as the ICP. And like made yeah. it, like a whole a whole real living in music off of it, and then was able to transition that also into doing some time with WWE and WCW, and then also the video games, like the backyard wrestling video games. I remember them being a part of that. Um, and this, yeah, their like, little promotion, J- Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Yes, I remember. Remember, remember Scott Hall
0: rocking the uh, yeah. the uh, Juggalo like um, hockey jersey for Impact. Yeah, like that's I all we wear on the TV tapings. I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work out.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I, I, it's one of those things where I'm definitely not like the most hardcore of like ICP fans, but like I actually do have a lot of respect for them and in, in their fan base, and I respect anybody who is like passionate about something. Like the ICP are they love wrestling. Like I've I've heard them talk about interviews. Like they they, they did this one interview years ago where they talked about how. It was like it wasn't even a wrestling interview. It was like a, it was just like a, a interview in like the the music world, and they were talking about how they used to go to Abdullah the Butcher's restaurant here in Atlanta, and Abdullah's like widow, his his ex wife or whatever, would like sell them VHS tapes that Abdullah used to have, just but what would they would just be whatever came on them. So like sometimes there'd be like wrestling on it, just big shows that he watched, like all this stuff. But they were such huge of Google the Butcher fans that like anything he owned, like they just wanted it. So like, you know, they these massive fans. They, they got to be in WWE and WCW. The the Odyssey theme song is a banger. I'll, I'll give them that credit. Um, you know, so so yeah, I, I got a lot of respect for them and all that stuff. They're I think
0: good, I um, think if they came around like in today's era, like they would have really fit in GCW. Like yeah, then that type with the that crowd that fan base, I think that they would have really worked for GCW, but they were kind of ahead of their time. Also, their beef with Eminem really hurt them. Like people, people definitely were loyal to Eminem back then, and uh, it they the the one thing I'll say is like they don't just have a fan base; they have a fan base that brands their logo on their body. Yeah. Like these people tatted up like they are a juggalo for life and uh the loyalty to those guys was insane but um it was it was a crazy time back then and uh they were they were definitely part of like pop culture indie pop culture but they always found their way into like the mainstream pop culture as well so uh yeah interesting group of guys and then their pro pro wrestling legacy i just think it's You didn't really have somebody that was, like, that type of popular that was, like, cool with pro wrestling to the point to where they would, like, want to start a promotion or whatever. Like, you would have Lip Biscuit show up every now and then or something like that, but it was never to the point of, like, really wanting to be a part of the business. So, that's what their legacy is.
1: You remember Mike Awesome hitting that power bomb on the top of the bus to violent or to shaggy too dope. And like, he like slid off the bus. I mean, those guys took some real bumps out there. Um, and, uh, shout out to Violent J who I, I recently heard is, I think he's dealing with some health issues. So like, they're actually like retiring as a group soon. I think they're doing like their last run of of shows right now. And then they're calling it a day because Violent J is like going through, through health stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 like I said, they're not for everybody. I'm not like some hardcore loyal fan of theirs, but I I do have respect for, uh, for them and their fans for sure. For
0: sure. Um, also, guys, if you haven't, please smash that like button. Definitely appreciate it. And what it does right now is if you're hitting that like button, then all of a sudden YouTube's like, oh, we need to promote this. And so more people will see it and more people will watch it. And definitely appreciate you guys helping us out. So, you're not able to donate a super chat or anything like that, all you got to do is just hit that like button, we definitely appreciate it. Um, Michael with the super chat, what's up, Michael? Uh, what's up, guys? Do you guys uh, think there's too much size in the face of the revolution ladder match? Honestly, was bummed Dante lost to Hobbs. Um, I love it, I just don't know if that's it. Or if they're going to add another big guy, because to me, you can't have like three guys and a small guy at this point. Like, what other bigger guys are there going to be? And I do think it could be cool. Like, I I I kind of like just a change of pace, just something different. I know what you mean, though. Like, I would want to see Dante Martin in a ladder match. I think that would be unbelievable, and he would do something crazy and stuff. Um, Some people think that they might add like. Darby and Andrade and all them in it I don't think that's going to happen if anything I could see them having like a fatal four-way or a triple threat I really don't know why Matt Hardy is involved in this at all I don't like that but um I would like for them to add like Jake Hager or another another Haas like uh Lance Archer like something like that I think would be dope another big guy and let's just see the big guy's Because how often do we see just a big man ladder match? Like very rarely. So I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, I I love it. Like for all those reasons, just because it is something different. And yeah, of course, of course, it'd be cool to see see Dante Martin in a ladder match. But like we got plenty of time to see Dante Martin in all these matches. Like he's gonna be around a long, long time. Him and his brother. Who it's unfortunate that that Darius has has been hurt for so long because. I think he's just as good as Dante is like, in you know, I, I think when he comes back that they're going to be a massive tag team, I think when, when Dante, when Darius comes back. Um, but yeah, it's just cool. It's cool to see just bigger dudes. Um, how many more people are getting added to it? Is it like six people total? I'm not sure. I,
0: I haven't really paid attention to that part. And so when I just saw like the three on the graphic, I'm like, how many more? I mean, it sucks that Brian Cage is not really a factor anymore. Cause he would be really cool in this match as well. Um, yeah. but yeah, I personally, I wouldn't even mind maybe like Ethan page, something like that. Cause he still has good size to him, but, but basically guys that have good size, big guys, I think it's kind of cool. If it sucks, then whatever they tried it, we'll see how it goes. I mean, there's definitely going to be power moves that you're not going to normally see. So we'll see what happens.
1: You know what I'd like to see in this match? And it, it would be a name that no one would expect me to say right now. Cause like, it just doesn't is not a big deal or anything, but I think that in a match like this, it's face of the revolution. It's going to be a multi-person match. It's a bunch of big dudes, like maybe Nick colorado, Like he's a big dude who doesn't really do a whole lot on the show, but like has shown flashes of being good. He just hasn't had a whole lot going for him, but like in a match like this around all these other huge guys, like maybe that could be kind of a breakout moment for him. Um, Because I I remember his first match with Mox before he joined the Nightmare Factory. And I was like, this guy's actually pretty decent for a dude who's like this green and like clearly new to it. But like he's got size. He's got a good look. Um, He might be able to go. So I'd like to maybe see someone like that involved just because, you know, it's going to be six people or seven people or whatever anyway. So throw him in there. He's a big dude. He fits the mold. And maybe he can do a couple cool things and get over, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, it, I'm I'm open to anybody that's got a good size to him that that AEW will use, and just kind of just see what a Haas ladder match looks like. You know what I mean? Because we normally see it's mixed of like high flyers and things like that.
1: Mark Henry and Big Show.
0: Oh God, never mind. I'm out. Okay, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs>
1: Luchasaurus might be a good one.
0: That would be a good one, actually. That would be a good one. But he's good. They're going to be. they a title title. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. yeah. I'm just
1: kind of throwing his name out there for like the big guys. But yeah, but but that's a good uh, question. I, I do think it's going to be all all hosses at that. Yes, of the day. I do too. Um, all right. So Stephen, we
0: are a month, or not month? What am I thinking? It feels like a month. We're a week after the announcement of Cody Rhodes and. It's just basically been an announcement of what... He's not coming back to AEW. He hasn't shown up in WWE yet. How are you feeling a week
1: later? So, last week, I would have said that I was 80% confident that Cody was heading back to WWE. Yeah. Now I'm feeling more like 50%. Oh, boy. Um, I think it's still very, very likely
0: we're getting that Juliana Pena
1: vibes here. Well, well <laughs> the thing with this is, on one hand, WWE is being very obvious about it, right? With all the stuff they're tweeting about being yeah. dashing and Stardust type illusion, they're 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 saying all this, the and mirrors and whatnot. I mean, Miz
0: Miz was dropping all the hints to describe Logan Paul, but also that would describe Cody, and yes. he knew that. You know what I yeah.
1: mean? And same with Ray, when he came down to the ring, he's like, we're going to send you back to where you you came from, you outsider or whatever. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, he probably is coming back to WWE, but I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it's like necessarily all one gigantic work, but I feel like there is a chance that they could get him back to AEW and, because here's the thing if they were going to do something like this ever in like wrestling history this is when you would do it like cody's getting booed out of the building as a baby face yeah. doesn't want to turn doesn't want to turn heel just lost the the tbs title doesn't really have anything going on in the foreseeable future his wife's getting booed out of the building they're cheering they're cheering dan lambert over Brandy, you know what I oh, mean, I'm like, sure. like, and and like Lambert's supposed to be like the biggest douchebag in wrestling. The way like he's presented, you know, so it's, it's like Chicago
0: too, like yeah, big market.
1: So part of me is is kind of like, and I think that there's there might be a legitimate chance that Cody is burned out. Like we saw it on the roads to the top where he him and yep. Tony t- ca- you know talking backstage and being like I might need to take some time off and blah blah blah. Maybe Cody's contract's legitimately up which i think it is i think his contract is legitimately up he's uh, he's a father now there's no like there's really no need for him to be on the show at this exact moment and he also has all the evp stuff on top of all of this to deal with that adds to like extra mega extra burnout for him i'm sure so it's like maybe he just needs to like take a break for like three months or or six months or something like that. And then when he never shows up in WWE and everyone's like waiting for him, waiting for him, waiting for him, he pops back up in AEW and goes, well, you couldn't get rid of me, could you? And everyone's like going to decide to cheer or boo him, you know? Um, so here's my thing.
0: One thing that kind of makes me go, hmm, is pro wrestling tees still has all his stuff. And there's no like – hurry up and sell or anything. But what, what I don't understand is like, it's one thing if you were independent and you had your designs and everything, but these are like AEW logo T-shirts, right? Why would you still want those up on sale if he's no longer there? Or at least once you start to have like a discounted price or something like WWE does, And there's also no advertisement of like, hurry up and buy your Cody stuff. It's not going to be here much longer or anything like that. Um, The Kenny interview. I just don't know because then he's like, yeah, now I hear that Cody's like off to Saudi Arabia and stuff like that, to me, yeah. was like a, you know damn well Cody's not going to Saudi Arabia. Right. Like, I, I know for a fact you know that he's not going to Saudi Arabia, and you tried to play it off like, oh, yeah, I hope he's happy. If that's where he wants to go, then, then I hope he's happy. So that was a little bit like, hmm, okay. And then Tony Khan and Cody have basically both agreed to not talk about what happened? Like, Tony tried to cut the interview short on Busted Open when they kind of asked about it. He said, I put out a statement. It, it's sad. We're moving on. And we haven't heard much from Cody. Uh, there's just stuff like, Cody could could absolutely show up on SmackDown on Friday. And this whole thing is just whatever. And then maybe, too, there's like, okay, they agreed that this not going to work out. And then who knows? Like, maybe Tony called Cody midweek and just said like hey let's revisit this like what do you really want or or whatnot and they kept going I don't know but what I was gonna say is the sick feeling that I had reminded me a lot of what happened with Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys because it was like Romo was our guy like he was the one to get us out of this poverty that Dallas Cowboys had been in we were a terrible organization before Tony Romo came in after the triplets and all that but like we had no quarterback the Quincy Carter years all that stuff and like Romo was the guy that like basically gave us prosperity again that took us out of the gutter and made us like a legit contender again and it just always felt like that it was his destiny to bring us a championship Like, and sadly his body gave out before that could happen. Like Romo really started to figure it out around like, like 2014 is the best Romo I've ever seen. I think he was the MVP of the year and they gave it to Aaron Rodgers, of course, because that's basically who they, their golden child, but nobody played better football in December that year than Tony Romo. But anyways, when he went down and like, The team was forced to make a decision between him and Dak Prescott, and they basically chose Dak Prescott. It just left this sick feeling, like, this isn't how it's supposed to end. Like, we Romo was supposed to be the guy that do this. And not only that, like, at least are you gonna give this guy his flowers for everything that he accomplished, for everything that he like, and people will be like, Well, he didn't get you a championship. Dude, like he brought so much more than that for us. Like he just, <clears throat> he, he made us a contender again. He made, he gave us hope. And <clears throat> like, they just kind of just discarded him. And not only that what hurt more was the fact that like it hurt, but we, but I was also relieved because we were going to be okay. Like Dak Prescott was good enough that like, we don't have to worry about our future, but I had to watch Tony Romo stand on the sidelines with a headset and not be able to be a part of that, and then just be gone. And it felt the same way, like in AEW, where like Cody was the leader of this. Cody was the leader of the Revolution. He was the guy that bet Dave Meltzer to to see if about the all in attendance, and they sold it out, and and like it was always Cody and the Bucks and Kenny and the Bullet Club, and even Marty, like all of it, and. Like, just the way that it ended just feels so, like, just, that's not the way it was supposed to happen. It just feels, like, sickening that he's going to the WWE. And not only that, like, people that I thought were going to really stand up for Romo and, like, really fight for him, they didn't. And this feels the same way with the EVPs. Like, it's like, okay, Cody's just leaving, whatever, next. We weren't really that good of friends anyway, so it's fine. And I'm just like, God dang, man, y'all were like brothers, you know? Like, y'all y'all were so close. Well, what the hell happened, you know? And uh, it just, it reminded me of that. And I texted my friend who's a Cowboys fan and a wrestling fan. he's like, dude, you're so right. That really does feel like Romo, you know? And uh, it, it just reminds me of that time period where it's like, it's not supposed to end this way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel a lot like that. If this all is, in fact, what is really happening. If
0: they worked us, then, man, props to them. I'm not even going to be mad. I will just give them their respect. They got us, and it is what it is.
1: Because I was saying that, like, a, a long while back, when, like, Cody stopped showing up on BTE so much, and, like, he distanced himself from... From the elite and all that i always felt like that was a part of like something bigger like i don't think that there was like this giant some giant fight that like people think that they are all had with one another like i think that it was a conscious decision to like separate all this stuff so that like they could come back to it at some point down the line but i don't know i don't know i'm also not going to sit here and be like in denial that like cody i've accepted the fact that cody we'll probably just go back to the WWE. Like that's kind of, I almost
0: wanted to, because I bought the WrestleMania tickets because I was (laughs) expecting Cody to have a match. But like, if it doesn't, then I'm, I'm happy. But here's my thing too. Let's say he does go to AEW, right? He has all this buzz. I fooled you. Is he really going to get pushed over Adam page and CM punk and Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and all that? Like he would have to be a huge Focus on the show, in my opinion, to really like magnify the storyline. Like this can't just be something that's just like an opener of a dynamite, and then it's like, okay, now I'll face this guy. Like this, he would need to be, and, and in my opinion, he needs to be heel, and he needs to just basically like rip the fans apart. You're ungrateful. I gave you the revolution. You turned your back on me. Like, go for it.
1: This I, I think that they should if they if he is coming back to AEW, I I know other fans have said this too. I just think that this it makes the most sense where he comes back as a heel, same kind of thing. We I've, I worked all of y'all, we, y'all thought I was gonna go back. Y'all kidding? Like I started this, um, and that's his loophole to get a world title match is yeah. that he isn't an AEW wrestler. So like. And but if if all this happens, he has to beat Hangman for the for the title. Like he has to be the one to win the title. Like you have to put Cody, the title on Cody as a heel, I think, if he comes back to AEW. Um and I think it'll be used as a as a vehicle to like, you know, it'll eventually get more people over. But I, I just feel like this also could be seen as almost like a test, too. Like Cody leaving, this is. Cody leaving is a bigger story than Steve Austin returning after 20 years. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's how big of a deal Cody is in the world. And that's not us
0: saying that. Like, that's like Austin's story got buried the moment Cody news came out. Like it yep. it just completely flatlined.
1: Yeah, exactly. So like I mean, whether people want to boo him or cheer him or as polarizing as he is, he's he's the most talked about professional wrestler right now in the entire world. So, I've I say that for what it's worth. Um,
0: so Tony Khan is teasing an announcement, which I mean, at this point, Cody's coming back all the time, right? <laughs> um, that was funny too. Like in the interview with uh, Meltzer, uh, Kenny was like, "He's like, let's talk about the elephant room." Kenny's like, "Stone Cold Steve Austin, baby." <laughs> 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 like, no let's talk about Cody. Daniel oh, Max,
1: the free agent.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, um. But with Tony's announcements, I kind of just almost take them with a grain of salt. And it's not really because of Tony. It's because the internet takes the damn thing and just goes all over the place with it. I mean, Tony has bought this company or you know John Cena is coming or you know whatever like Goldberg's deals now up Goldberg's coming like just whatever right Jeff Hardy is coming whatever it is like there's always and then no matter what happens it's well that's not good enough or that that shouldn't have happened or why do you say this when it was actually this or you know like dude, just shut up and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because this is such a rare time in wrestling and I really think people are going to look back at this time and really be like, wow, man, we didn't appreciate this. Like, I feel that I'm way appreciating the hell out of
1: this. Yeah, no, I, like, I agree. Yeah. But
0: I'm talking about all the people no, 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 complaining I, after yeah. every announcement and all this stuff. But, like, I go back and just look at, like, ROH in, like, 2016, 2015, 2017, New Japan. Like, that was a really great time in wrestling. Like, some of the greatest time in wrestling that nobody really talks about. But, like, completely changed the business and why AEW is where it is here. Like, AEW's been around three years, but, like, the birth of AEW is more, like, six to eight years. Like it just like the changing of the guard. And uh, I don't know what he's got planned. If I had to guess, I think one, he could have possibly bought the rights to the bullet club because now that Jay white is there. They're really uh, pushing that on impact as well. Um, With the Bucks being there, Kenny, Adam Cole, like if you just want to sell the crap out of merchandise and really make that thing relevant again, bring back the Bullet Club. I think that that would be a big deal for AEW. It's, it's damn near their NWO. So, and New Japan's in a struggling position right now. I could possibly see them selling the rights to the Bullet Club to Tony Khan. Um, And another prediction that people have is, like, it's a super show between AEW, New Japan, and Impact. But, like, me personally, I don't think AEW needs that. I think the other companies need it, but I don't think AEW needs it. I think that they're just fine with the roster that they have. Like, yeah, it it would be cool to have certain guys come in and stuff, but, like, a three-way promotion pay-per-view, like, I don't see the benefit for AEW. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure what his announcement's going to be. Like, he could be so many different things. I love the idea of like a World Cup type show, though. Like, uh, something, because, yeah, there, there isn't a whole lot of benefit to AEW in comparison to the other companies outside of if AEW was the one to like hold the show. Like, if they were the one promoting the show, they granted they do fine without the other companies being involved, but. For them to be able to get a show where it's like Okada and Tanahashi and like, uh, you know, Moose and, uh, you know, Josh Alexander and like these kind of guys, like all on one show with the top, um, with the top AEW guys, it could make for, you know, at the very least it'd be something kind of historic that they could, that they could promote. Um, But I don't know, a streaming deal is possible. I saw that in the chat, (coughs) Um, like an HBO Max type deal. Yeah. Um. People were saying Goldberg a lot. And people were even asking if I would stop watching AEW uh, if they brought in Goldberg. Hell no. I'd definitely watch Goldberg and AEW. You're kidding me. I don't necessarily want to see it, but, like, I'm not going to stop watching AEW over over just Bill Goldberg. I think um,
0: – <clears throat> sorry, I'm about to die here. I think they were uh, – I think they would book Goldberg pretty good.
1: Yeah, look at how they deal with Sting. I mean, like – Yeah. They'll, they'll have Goldberg come out and, like, squash a couple guys. Or they'll probably have him squash quite a few guys – and then he'll lose to like whoever they actually want to do something with. Um but I don't know. Like once again, I'm not like clamoring for Goldberg and AEW, but like if they brought him in, I I think he would be handled. Uh I'd be I'd I'd watch it. I mean and that's the other thing about AEW in general. A lot of people have asked me if I'm like don't want to support them anymore because Cody's not there and all this stuff. Like I'm absolute I I think AEW is easily the best mainstream wrestling company in the world. Easily. Um, and then like my personal favorites, AEW, GCW, and, and sup, you know, like that's you know, stuff on the indie scene. But like, I, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not like, I think, I think that's the thing with AEW, they're going to be fine with or without Cody, but I think that they're even better with Cody still. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what Tony's, uh, what Tony's thing is. And I think fan, fans, like you said, do need to kind of keep their, there, this it, it goes with these kind of things, and with fantasy booking, and a lot of things in wrestling that fans are always like getting mad at, and like arguing with other fans about. It's just simply their own opinion about how certain things should go, and I think a lot of that has to do with like wrestling fans. Wrestling is one of the very few things that you can get involved with from a fan perspective that you might actually be able to change the outcome of something based on how you feel about it. So yeah. they feel like if enough wrestling fans complain about the same thing, certain things might actually change on the show. If they support certain people, they might actually get pushes and those kind of things. Whereas most forms of media, they just don't like, they might listen to fans, but they're not going to change course because they're, they're You're going to get what you get. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll keep supporting AEW for sure. Um, They'd have to, they'd have to screw up monumentally over and over and over and over again before I even got close to like being worried about being an AEW fan right now. So.
0: I mean, the thing with AEW is, is like, all I care about at the end of the day is effort and storylines and promos and like all that is on the AEW. Like AEW is... And I really think they have an advantage over WWE for people that just don't want to invest a lot of time into wrestling because all you really need to do is watch Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to watch Monday and you don't have to watch Friday. And like, all you have to do is watch Wednesday. You can watch Rampage if you want to, but you don't have to watch Rampage. But if you just want to keep up with AEW, you really just have to watch Wednesday That is a huge benefit for a lot of people where all they have to do is just watch Wednesday and then they can watch whatever they want. They can play whatever video games they want. They can do whatever they want. They're caught up. I think with wrestling, like the WWE, you know, you're you're watching Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view every month. It's just a lot to be invested in and it sucks. So, you know, you're putting in a lot of time and effort into it and it's not very good. So I, I definitely think that that's a, that's a big benefit that AEW has, and I don't think that they want to lose that so much, but their roster's huge, so I, I don't know. I don't think necessarily making Rampage a primary-secondary show like two hours or anything, I don't really think that that's the best move either, and that could be an the opposite. Who knows? But I, I feel I'm, I'm pretty happy with where AEW is di- dynamite-wise, um would would i like to see guys get more opportunities yes but i i don't think it's a it, it's a necessary thing that they have to do right now
1: yeah well rampage is being used really well for certain people too like that's pretty much become like hook's show like yep. like he's only featured on rampage right now right. but i'd use that as like a. And that's also pre-taped in most instances. So like they can put some people on there that they can edit certain things if like it doesn't come across right. Um and speaking of Goldberg, yeah, Goldberg versus Hook would be like that's I think that'd be hilarious if they actually did that. But like
0: that for would hook actually to be, be Goldberg, cool.
1: it'd be awesome. I would love it. That. that would be cool. That would be cool I I tweeted that the other day, but I saw Dr. Mantis Toboggan uh said that in the chat as well just now. Always, I always love seeing that guy in the chat because that's an always sunny reference, which is my favorite show of all time.
0: (laughs) Um, He likes the Serena Deep Five Minute Challenge, Um, but 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 like this week's Rampage is Andrade versus Sammy for the TNT title. Like you also just get sometimes bangers. It just depends. There's also a lot of times where they do a main eventer versus a not so you know, like a mid card or less just to like throw them out there, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but at least the main event, you can pretty much uh, expect a good match. So I'm not saying Rampage is a throwaway show. I don't think that at all, but if you're just a casual viewer and you're not necessarily like really down with the commitment every Wednesday is not too bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: So let's talk about Elimination Chamber what
1: uh what
0: was your overall
1: thoughts um so once again people are not gonna like hearing this probably but like i thought it was like a it was a pretty decent show i mean like i once again i watched the WWE once a month for the most part so it's like you know off the top of my head like i thought the women's chamber was was pretty good um the men's chamber was garbage. Like, I'll just get that out of the way. We already mm-hmm. talked about that, though. Like, that was basically just the Brock Lesnar show. I, mean, I feel bad for Lashley. It turns out he was injured, you know, going into the match, and that's why do they had to that pull that out of it. think that was
0: the best idea to get him out of there? What do you mean? Like, to, to excuse him for four months by him, like, falling back on the chamber? Like, oh, that was a planned oh.
1: thing. Yeah, no, but, I, well, I'm – well. Oh, I'm saying is like when I went into watching the show, I didn't know he was hurt going into it. Yeah, no, but, no, but, I it, but it is, but it is still a weak way to like, like that's right. all it took to take him out of action for the next few months or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. Like
0: he's, but he's getting like shoulder surgery. He hit the back of his head and he's out four months. Like, I just feel like if you knew going in and you could have worked an injury angle, that's the best you could come up with.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's weak. Um, and then yeah, it was just Brock and then it was just the Brock show and then uh it even came out last again, not as the non champion, like he was the final <laughs> entrant into the match, like for the entrances and stuff, and then the Austin Theory thing was weak. Um but I, I do remember the show being Decent though. I got to pull up the card. I'm going to do a full review of Jesse tomorrow morning. I thought, I thought the
0: like very impressive Brock climbing up the cage like just a freaking animal. Like he's still such an athletic beast. Like Brock is a, he's a madman.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Roman and Goldberg was okay because it was, it was under six minutes long and they just like spam finishers basically and Roman choked him out. Like it wasn't, it wasn't good, but it was like, i'm glad that's that's what they did is if you expected
0: that to be good then i don't know what to tell you like right it it is what it is like you're not getting a great match out of this but it wasn't like awful and i did like the finish that like roman choked him unconscious
1: yeah yeah and and goldberg was like struggling and like trying to like get out of it for a couple minutes and I'll say um, this, like, Roman
0: has a great presence about him. He looks like the real deal. He looks like a badass. Uh, it, it's very believable that he's champion. They just don't have another one like him, except Brock. And, I mean, it's just just been done to death where it's just old. But I do think they they were smart in kind of changing Brock's gimmick. I mean, the guy uh, showing up in, like, sweater vests and a cowboy hat uh, and, like, high five and fans and stuff like this. We've never seen a Brock Lesnar like this. So I do think that they they did do something smart there.
1: No, yeah, no, I agree. I think it was really smart to change his character and like let him actually like be him. I've talked about it a lot this past week, him on McAfee, like which was like really uh like really refreshing. But also kind of like you've had access to this guy for two decades and like he's been this funny the whole time like you like why haven't you you're just now gonna do this stuff with brock like you could have been doing this for a long time um i i, I thought that uh becky lynch and lita was a pretty good match i'll give them credit for that especially with like lita how how rarely I, she wrestles i
0: despise how they finish that match like and i hate how wwe does this just trying to remember what they did she did all of her finishers Lita it into her fate, right. moonsault, yeah kicked out and then becky's finished boom match over like yeah why, why did lita have to do everything why couldn't she have just done a twist of fate becky kicks out build up and then she could have done a moonsault still kick out okay that's fine but to do both back to back it just is it pisses me off And they do this crap with, like, WrestleMania all the time now, too, where, like, it'll be finisher and then finisher kick out. And then it's, like, there's just, like, for Lita to come back and, like, this is her match that she's trying to reestablish herself. And it was, like, she literally can't do anything else to Becky Lynch, and she lost. So I I don't know what their plans are for her in the future, but it was okay for what it was. I just thought it was a really poor booked finish.
1: Yeah, no, I i agree. And I don't like when they do those kind of finishes either. Um, like where they where someone hits all their stuff and then like just the next move it was a kick out then then a finisher and the the that's it. I thought it was funny uh Drew McIntyre and madcap Moss how Drew McIntyre was holding this gigantic sword, but like using the claymore kick. Like the claymore kick is more effective than a gigantic sword. Um obviously he's not gonna actually like cut the dude in half, but it's just what's the point of having the sword at all? Um
0: he's lucky he didn't break his
1: neck oh that's right on the reverse alabama Indeed. slam oh he went yeah, madcap one dude and i've been saying it since raw underground to be fair like and i knew of, of him from nxt it was like a job in nxt for a long time and then he did raw underground i actually think that i think the madcap Moss thing is confusing and i don't know what it means or like the gimmick's lame but like that guy could be a star in wrestling, I think. Like, obviously, he's tough as hell. I mean, he finished that match and took many more bumps after landing on his head like that. And like, he's a good looking dude. Like, he's, he's swole and like, I think he's still pretty young. They might be able to do something with that guy potentially, but I don't think he'll get very far as like Madcap Moss, whatever that is. Um, but yeah. So, actually, in hindsight, the show wasn't great, but they did have a few matches that, (laughs) you know, like Usos versus Viking Raiders just straight up didn't happen.
0: Yeah, right. Um, So WWE, dude. Like, I was watching them all the way to Saudi
1: Arabia. Flew them all All the way way. to Saudi Arabia.
0: It's not even to have matches. Like, I haven't even heard of the Viking Raiders in forever. They're coming out, and I'm like, "What have they done to War Machine? Like, they look just ridiculous." And then they don't even <laughs> get their match. Oh god, some things never change.
1: So yeah, and then I guess the only other match we hadn't talked about at all is Naomi and Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville, which I literally called the second it was announced. I was like, "Ronda is gonna tap out Sonya" because Sonya was like the like the pseudo MMA kind of gimmick, you know, or whatever. It, the only thing about this matchup that I liked was that Ronda was wearing her her judo gi I, from uh, the Olympics. I that was
0: smart. I thought that was smart,
1: especially because they're in Saudi Arabia, so they have to cover up anyway. Yep. So like it made yep. it made perfect sense to do it there. So I'll give And that it didn't it. make
0: sense necessarily that like Ronda would be like in tight leather suit or something. Like it had to fit her character somewhat, you know. Yeah. And so and we've seen all the pictures of her in the olympics from like the judo uh olympics so like i thought it was kind of cool like a throwback that we actually got to see her in the ring with it the one arm tied behind her back was stupid but whatever like it, it mm-hmm. is what it is
1: well even for Rhonda, even uh i noticed that <laughs> they like they she also mm-hmm. hold on. you want a souvenir who wants a souvenir?
0: Like when she kept t- saying that oh, she was yeah. give her the arm bar yeah,
1: I was like, yeah. it's oh my God!" But like they even went to like the lengths of like not like she like, wasn't wearing makeup. You know what I mean? Like ha- like the same way on yep. the Olympics. Like she looked like almost identical to when she was in the Olympics years ago. Um, so I thought that was even just another layer to it. Like she was wearing yep. the v, like. The, she looked she looked like she was going out to compete in the olympics not like she was done up like yeah. a sports entertainer so that was actually kind of cool yep i agree but yeah Smart. once again in, in hindsight not not a great show um mm-hmm. i thought roman once again uh, going through it Rey Mysterio and the miz was okay for an opener um and so many people chose the miz to win that and i was like Rey Mysterio is probably on the list that, that they give to the WWE right next to like Yokozuna and Owen Hart and like people who aren't alive anymore. And like, so like, they probably think Rey Mysterio is like, you know, Rey Mysterio is not losing there. I feel like, um, Roman Reigns and Goldberg was exactly what it should have been. The women's chamber I thought was pretty good. Cause it really just established Bianca even more heading into WrestleMania, which is fine. Naomi and Ronda uh, winning the tag match. That match like just was what it was, not very good. McIntyre Madcap Moss wasn't great, but it was cool seeing Madcap Moss uh, survive all that. I thought Becky and Lita was actually pretty decent, but I didn't like the ending either. Usos and Viking Raiders didn't happen, and then the main event was just Brock just destroying everyone. So that's pretty much the show in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't. It, and then... And then, like there were people that wanted to have two separate title matches for WrestleMania, I, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Like Brock and Roman are fighting too, but do you think that the titles are going to end in the? They're basically going to end the brand extension with the with solidifying the belts.
1: I mean, I hope so. Um, I think that they should for a lot of reasons but I also think it's possible that somehow it's like a double DQ or something really stupid that like, doesn't get anything solved. So, I mean, who knows? Right. Right. All right. So we
0: also, there was some controversy in uh, the Meltzer awards, the wrestling observer awards um, that are voted on by
1: Meltzer's fans. Okay. The fans Uh, of the wrestling observer, not just like Meltzer, like people who follow Dave Meltzer on Twitter or whatever. It's like, the the subscribers to the the magazine but
0: they pretty much ride or die for dave pretty much all of them do
1: i mean a lot of them but but the distinction that you're making here just for the record the reason you're bringing this up is because a lot of people attack dave Meltzer for the results of these awards but like he doesn't have a vote in this at all it's people who subscribe to wrestling observer so
0: right so we'll go over some of it here um Wrestling Which also, the by
1: the way, it shouldn't make people mad because, like, you should just understand that, like, it's the Wrestling Observer Awards voted by people who are subscribed to the Wrestling Observer. So, like,
0: yeah, you know I, what I, I mean? Yeah, I don't know why anybody's bothered <laughs> by this. I honestly <laughs> yeah. don't. Like, I mean, I get it that, like, he doesn't show love to the WWE like he shows love to other promotions. But that's that's earned.
1: You Do know, you know what, what I mean? Just like if there was a Ryan Satin Wrestling Awards, it would be all WWE. You know what 100%, I mean? Like I mean, 100%. people have their biases. Sam Roberts would probably be mainly WWE. You know, like there's you know, a decision and I mean, just, we, is what it is. We
0: had our awards and you know, WWE didn't do too well. Like it's just yeah basically what we think is good. Um Wrestler of the Year, Kenny Omega, tag team that. of the year, the Young Bucks. Yep. Um, women's MVP of the year. I can't even pronounce her name. Tommy Hayashida. Ever heard she of her? Stardom? Probably. I don't know. Um, most Outstanding Wrestler of the Year, Shingo. I don't agree with that. Uh, I, I, I think he had a really good year, but I don't think he was the most outstanding wrestler. Um, most Charismatic Wrestler of the Year, CM Punk. Yeah, Wait, hold on. What's the
1: difference between outstanding wrestler and wrestler of the year? Like, what's the distinction to make it the difference?
0: You know, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I would just think that like most impressive, maybe like ha, who had like a because he had some bangers in New Japan. I guess yeah. people didn't expect, but, um, but yeah, I'm not sure, sure on that. And most charismatic wrestler of the year, CM Punk, and I don't know that um who would would, hope yeah yeah, there you go that's definitely would you
1: disagree though i don't know if i would really choose that or not but he comes to mind right away
0: definitely has charisma that's for sure uh mjf is definitely a charismatic guy um i would say in aew you might not find the most charismatic guys on some of those i'm trying to think in wwe though who would be that so yeah, I, I don't know, but Punk to me is not most charismatic. Um, match of the year: Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks in Steel Cage at All Out. I oh, yeah. Worst match of the year: The Miz versus Damian Priest in a Zombie Lumberjack
1: match oh, at WrestleMania God. Backlash. I, well, I remember watching that. That was so stupid. I forgot I, about that until you just said it, but I do yeah. remember that now. Yeah, that was terrible. What a shame! Because yeah. I mean, people can say whatever they want about the Miz, but like he does deserve a lot of credit for his longevity and like, in comparison to the people that are in the the company currently, he isn't like a terrible wrestler in comparison to a lot of people that are there right now. Um, and then like Damian Priest, like got a ton of talent. He's a charismatic guy, um, and that's punishment what uh, that's Martinez. What, yeah, punishment Martinez. But they, but like this was so you said this was a WrestleMania backlash. So this was like so. Uh Damien had to have been coming right off of like the bad bunny stuff, him and the Miz. So they went from Correct. like this like high profile thing the month before to a zombie match. That's wow.
0: And not only that, it was like right like we, we got crowds back and then it was like <sighs> back to no crowds, you know? Like it was just the vibe was the um feud of the year, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Yeah. Um I thought that Makes sense. It definitely fell flat towards the end, which was unfortunate, but makes sense to me. Um, worst feud of the year: Randy Orton versus The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Yep, I, no, I'm fine. fair with that. That fine was awful. That. Yep. Yeah. Most under underrated wrestler of the year: Ricochet. Uh,
1: I mean, I understand that because I mean, like, maybe not really, used. I was about to say, well. I don't know if, I don't think Ricochet is underrated. He's, he's the most underused. Yeah. Like he's, everyone knows how good he is, but like, he just, he's just a jobber in the WWE, so.
0: Yeah. Um, Most overrated wrestler of the year,
1: Evil. Oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah.
0: That's, that's big though for his, his group, his fan base, his subscribers to say a New Japan guy. You know, that that would be an easy target to go after, but they're really not happy with the evil push. No one is. Yeah. So it makes
1: sense to me. That's what I'm about to say. Like, I, I it's pretty across the board. Even the biggest New Japan fans don't like what they're... Like, the fact that he won the, the world title at any point ever, like, especially before Sonata did, like, if either of those two guys were going to get the title, you'd figure it would have been Sonata. Um, and, yeah, evil is just... And on top of that, like Ishii's Wrestle King to match was evil, and I was like, "Damn it, now you're screwing Ishii." Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with that. I'm fine with with Ishii or with that uh, evil for that category. Most improved wrestler of the year, Tay Conti. I, you know, I'm okay with that because she was, especially if you remember what she looked like in in NXT, she's gotten way better really yeah. fast. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm okay with that. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I would say, is there anyone else you did think of that, that like really improved that, that much?
0: I would go with Dante Martin for me just because like, he was like doing nothing mm-hmm. to where he's like a serious, he was being used a lot.
1: Yeah. But
0: tastes fine. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah. I, i didn't watch too much of her from nxt but i remember when i did like she was really bad and it was just Mm kind of like okay next whatever and i remember when, when they signed her i wasn't like doom and gloom because i could see the potential in her especially since AEW was like the women's roster was not strong so i was like whatever i'm willing to give her a chance and she's done well so yeah her and Sammy are living their best life, man. Posting pictures all day long of each other. Yep. Um, rookie of the year, Jade Cargill.
1: Uh it depends on what you define as a rookie. But I like I don't disagree with that, depending on what the criteria is. Because like, I don't know if I necessarily well, you know it it, dep- it really depends on how you look at that because other names that come to mind are going to be like Daniel Garcia and like Nick Wayne and like those kind of guys. But like that's, but like Jade Cargo's a legitimate rookie. Like she legitimately yeah. just started wrestling. Like Daniel Garcia has been wrestling for years on the indies. He's Her first match he was here. like that Shack match. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and I guess Braun Breaker would be in that category too. But I, but Jade's been i'm fine i'm fine with jade being the the choice for that um it just yeah. depends on what you consider a rookie makes sense
0: um technical wrestler of the year who do you think gets this one
1: brian danielson correct correct oh yeah and i i'm sure because he um, has been zack saber jr every almost every yep. year for the last like handful of
0: years yeah but now now that he's free and can actually go out there and do what he wants to do, that's gonna be his. High flyer of the year.
1: High flyer of the year. Let's see. I'm gonna guess. El Hijo del Vikingo.
0: Ray Phoenix. But I oh, know I'm, fine. That I'm means, fine.
1: I'm fine. I'm fine with, with that too. Winner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brawler of the year. Mox. Yep. Good job. I legitimately um, haven't
1: looked at these, y'all. Like I'm. This is the actual guesses here.
0: Move of the year.
1: Move of the year. Tell me what company it's from. AEW. Move of the year. One winged angel?
0: Hangman's buckshot lariat.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. I think that's a cool move. I wish you would do that without the flip every now and then, just beat people with lariats, because then like, you know, you just need the buckshot as like that extra, like you always are gonna win once you hit that, but like just a normal area, I think for him could could win matches too.
0: I do like the part. setup though because it's like it's kind of like when HBK like tunes up the band. You know that when he's setting up, you know exactly what he's going for. He has the audience's attention. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I do like that part. Um, best weekly show, Dynamite. Worst weekly
1: show, Raw. Correct. Is that really what they did? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man i'm trying to think no i mean nwa power is a a much worse show than raw is like if i'm being like actually objective about this yeah Um, that's true that's bad Uh, um show of the year uh you could probably choose between a few different AEW pay-per-views uh i'll say the one where they i can't remember which one's which but the one Not the one where Hangman won the title, but the one before it. I mean, it might have been Uh, the one where they did CM Punk and Kingston. Oh, All all Out? All Out, was that it?
0: No, CM Punk and Kingston was full gear. All Out was, and that's where, but that's where where Hangman won the title. But All Out is where everyone debuted. Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, CM Punk came out, like Face Darby. Right, I'm going to guess it
1: was that show. Yeah, it was all out. And that's uh, also
0: where they have match of the year with the Bucks and Lucha Bros and like that yeah. whole thing. So yeah. Yeah.
1: I like both those shows equally, by the way. That's why that's why I get those two shows confused with one another. Um because so the next so the same show Hangman beat Omega 4 in the main event, that was the one that was open with Darby and MJF, right? Correct. Yeah, that's yeah, full. I year. I love that yeah, full year. I love that show. I, I love full that. Full year was
0: really good. Yeah. Like people <laughs> People love All Out because of the moments, but like if you're actually just talking about the matches, I thought Full Gear was really. Good. I thought All Out was really good too, though. But I thought Full Gear was really good. I mean, I, I expect Revolution to be the same. Like, their pay per views are can't miss. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy is I believe that their pay per view would be next week, maybe, maybe two weeks from now. The the fifth. I'm not sure when that is. Wait it's for who? Uh, Sorry. The the pay per view the. It's a six. So, yeah, we'll be promoting the pay per view because it'll be pay per view weekend next week.
1: Oh, Revolution.
0: Yeah. 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 Gotcha. For sure. Wow.
1: Um, oh, if, if, if wrestling...
0: and uh, Mosvidal.
1: Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We'll, I'll definitely be doing Fight Night if you want to join me for that. We'll, that'll be a fun weekend. And we'll. That's uh, a great weekend. I think Wrestle Rumble is doing a Revolution pick contest. So, if they are, we will give away an entry uh, next week here.
0: Yeah. Um
1: worst show of the year. Um was it from the WWE? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I mean I can't I don't I don't I can't remember which show is which there, there I was don't so either. Bad. I have
0: no idea yeah. what made this so bad but it was Survivor
1: series. I'm oh and sure about, what well, happened and well an added layer to that is like the whole brand supremacy bullshit that you know that adds to like people oh, not liking yeah, it yeah. because it's such it's so phony. Um, yeah, okay, SmackDown dominated, right? Um, no, Roman was the only one who won on SmackDown, Raw dominated, oh, okay. but Roman, like, Roman won his match. Gotcha.
0: Um, promotion of the year,
1: oh, AEW, yeah, correct. Uh, worst promotion of the year, <laughs> WWE, correct. That isn't fair, I, as much as I don't like the WWE, that is. As in fair. They're all, <laughs> they're fun, all you know. worst promotions with WWE. Right.
0: Uh, and guys, 40 people in here right now, smash that like button. If you have not if uh, you agree with these awards, smash that like button. If you don't agree with these awards, smash that like button. Um, tell us what you think. Uh, what, what, what do you guys think? think is the
1: worst promotion of the year
0: that, that's a good um, call
1: from from mantis in the chat uh the survivor series was on with the egg and the rock didn't show up everybody oh, was gonna be there the
0: famous egg yeah, yeah i could see that being yeah yeah okay. that makes sense that makes sense this makes no sense to me i guess when i view this wrestler i don't think gimmick so gimmick of the year
1: orange cassidy
0: roman reigns and I mean, I'm guessing uh, the tribal chief, like yeah. that's why. But I I wouldn't have thought of that. So
1: that to me seems like a way to just like get Roman an award. Because like he does deserve recognition. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he as down as we get about the WWE, like Roman does deserve a lot of credit for the work he's doing. And uh
0: We we were down, like we even did a video, who's better, Omega and Roman, and it was like neck and neck close close to each other, you know what I mean? So um Yes.
1: So so yeah. Um but yeah, I don't I I don't I don't see him as much of a of a gimmick. Oh, um, I don't either. But this is okay. fantastic
0: though. Worst gimmick of the year.
1: Oh god. What company? WWE. <laughs> Worst gimmick of the year. Alexa Bliss. Yes. Was it really? It is. Yeah. Her the lily doll and all that bullshit. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. I believe it makes sense Bet,
0: best interviews mjf promos. yep okay uh best announcer
1: ooh best announcer uh that's gonna be so many different directions is it aw Yep. shivani nope Excalibur? yep really Oh, well, it's yep. Meltzer. This is Meltzer. Yeah, that that actually yep. makes a lot of sense.
0: Okay. Worst announcer. Jr. <laughs> I thought so too. That's what a hundred percent should have been, but it's
1: not. Pat McAfee.
0: <laughs> no, but he would honestly be one of my best announcers. No,
1: I, 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 I've talked about that before. Like, I think he's a terrible. I think he's a terrible pro wrestling commentator. But I think he's perfect for the WWE, like not because he's bad at it, but because I I like Don West. I talk about it all the time. Like I like guys that can go out there and mark out as a fan as long as they have someone next to them like Michael Cole or, or Mike Tanay to like kind of bring them back in and talk about what's going on. Like, so I actually do like Pat McAfee as a part of the show a lot. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think who would be the worst announcer of the year. Michael Cole?
0: No, but it it's uh, I'll just say it's Corey yeah. Graves.
1: Oh, okay. People are probably see, sick of him just, you, yeah, yeah. I was did you see the trailer I was about to bring it up to yeah, that yeah, show? Yeah. Like,
0: it's literally just them doing it
1: yeah. and on talking a, about doing for, it for a PG company, right? Um,
0: on a YouTube show, they don't even get a cable network deal.
1: It seemed like even the WWE marks online were like, Who asked for this?
0: <laughs> Kevin Gill, the worst announcer
1: I could see. see Kevin there. Gill, take the. YouTube yeah right i that? did
0: he was on uh the live chat with jaime uh and he said that his head has stopped bleeding on his pillow so he thinks he's okay now
1: no oh, okay. god that's that's, that's that's cool um <laughs> when okay, i say so Jaime, agree. he's
0: the he's the booker of loco in case you guys didn't know yes
1: i know that um, but yeah the chat i'm not sure right he was the one we were talking about last week he wants to maybe bring in some little people to the loco soon so. <laughs> yeah god um, well, how um, many more categories are there just a couple more okay
0: Uh, I'm having fun doing
1: this. I just didn't know how many. Right,
0: right. Uh, Best non wrestler of the year.
1: Best non wrestler. Once again, you can choose from so many different people. Is it a promoter?
0: No. No. I I would think like manager.
1: Like, I love Malcolm Bivens, but I doubt that he's gotten. uh, Best manager.
0: It's the most common answer. Oh,
1: Heyman. Yep.
0: <laughs> as soon as I said that, yeah. I would, I, Don Callis was up there for me. Like well, he I was thinking probably through, be like, my guy.
1: I was thinking through AEW, like Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard and like all Jake the Snake and like just kind of going through everybody. But yeah, Paul Heyman's a, an absolute legend. I'll never say a bad thing about Paul Heyman. Love that guy.
0: Booker of the year. Tony. Right. Uh, promoter of the year. Tony. Right. <laughs> These WWE fans are so pissed. Um, most disgusting promotional tactic of the year. There's this not an option, but basically WWE firing talents during a pandemic while they were setting record profits.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that. Can that that's unbeatable. Only only rival by doing business with Saudi Arabia multiple times a year. <laughs> and, and,
0: no, there was like it's like five different things of like mm-hmm. all these things that were the runner up, and like WWE's like four of them, and the other ones like UFC for not wearing masks in their events or something like that. Like it's just crazy. WWE took a beating. Um, the wrestlers' book of the year and best documentary of the year, which is um, whatever.
1: yeah, I don't know whose books came. Moxie's book came out this year. Correct. Maybe. Is that That's it? what it was? Yeah. And then uh, best documentary. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it came out throughout over the last year. Uh, uh, Dark side. It, yep, Dark Side of the Ring.
0: Yep. Got another super chat. Uh, I've never seen this one before. Podcast Red Zone. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, who would you guys like to see join AEW? I have five: Kota Ibushi, Finn Balor, the leader of the Bullet Club, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Tessa Blanchard. My honorable mention: EC3 um i'll take this for like with tessa i mean i've gone to bat for her i really wanted her to go to AEW. it's clear that's not going to happen so it just is what it is but i'm with you i would have loved to seen her in AEW. um samoa joe i think definitely could have a role in AEW, especially with cm punk brian danielson um even Moxley maybe like with that within that group I kind of like that it's like Brian Danielson and Moxley are kind of going to have like a fight club type thing to where like if I join you I have to fight you first and I could see Joe being a part of that so when it's consistent
1: it's consistent with Moxley's character in AEW like him and Darby have gone to war and they're friends him and him and Kingston have gone to war and they're friends like I I think it's a I am pleasantly surprised by how much I'm into the, the Moxley and Danielson stuff right now, because now I'm feeling like they might actually go that route where they'll fight each other. And then they will, they will team up a
0: mutual respect. I agree. I think that's what's going to happen. AJ Styles. I mean, I would have loved it, but he just signed with the WWE, um, Finn Balor, Makes sense if he's going to be done soon and he wants to go there, or hang out with the Bucks again and, and maybe even have like a feud with Kenny. I think that AEW would know how to book him so much better than where he was booked in the WWE. I have no idea how long his contract's there, but to me, it's clearly over there. Like, I don't think that they view him as the guy that a lot of the fans look at him as. So I, I think that his time in WWE is just basically him being a mid Carter or less, and it's pretty much over with. So I would love to see him in AEW. Kota Ibushi absolutely would love it. I think they could have a really cool storyline with Kenny and possibly come and help Kenny. If like he's completely outnumbered by Adam Cole and the Bullet Club or whatever they want to do there, I could see <clears throat> Kota coming in to help Kenny. Guys that I want in AW, I mean, number one for me is Will Ospreay. I want Will Ospreay in AW for sure. He's my favorite wrestler. So absolutely love Will Ospreay. Um, If there's anybody else, see the great thing is, is we're at the point now where like, I don't have a huge list anymore. You know, like they've gotten so many people over there. Like, my dream would have been like Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, CM Punk, and it happened. You know what I mean? So, I'd like, to see Cody come back. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, Will Will Ospreay is definitely the one that like I don't care what people say or what. There's always going to be enough room for him. So I would love to to have Will Ospreay in there, and maybe like an up and coming indie guy like uh, Ninja Mac or. You know somebody dope like that that I think could uh really get some buzz and get people's attention. I, I I would like to see AEW focus on some of these indie guys, top indie talent, and and sign them to deals.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm in the same. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with with that for sure. Like of the people you mentioned, you know, you covered that pretty well. And then yeah, I, I my my big one I've been saying for a while now is Joshua Bishop. Like. He's he will break out huge eventually. Um, I know he had a trial with the WWE not too long ago, and it sounds like he's not going from what I'm hearing. I don't think he's going. So he's probably too good of a wrestler. I mean, as crazy as that sounds to say out loud, like that probably does because he's still only like 23 or something. I mean, he's still young. Um, but he has like a lot of wrestling experience on the indies at his young age, and they probably want to mold from the ground up. But, yeah, I uh, so like, Joshua Bishop's way up there on my list. Um, AJ Gray's way up there on my list. Um, I mean, there's a ton of indie people I could talk about. Shout out to Cole Radrick doing death matches now. Man, like, part
0: of me, part of me, though, feels like, I don't know. Like, almost it was a little uncomfortable. Like, it, it was it was almost like self mutilation at some oh, points, yeah. and, it, yeah. and, it, and it's like you're not gotten used to that all, by now. Or?
1: No, that just, is what it is. It, all, it, is, what know, is, what I, it is. I agree, <laughs> but you
0: know when you take the damn thing and you just start uh-huh. cutting your chest open, and then yeah. like his whole back is destroyed, mm. and then like he's just like being praised backstage, and he's like. Become a man, basically, is what they're acting like, and I mean, like it's almost like the kid was like he couldn't get over enough as just a wrestler, so now he's like reduced to do this, and it just made me feel kind of sad for him, honestly.
1: Yeah, the views of Doug when it comes to Cole Radrick are not my personal views, so yeah, yeah, Yes. Yeah, no it's my, um, my opinion. Huge shout out to Cole Radrick. Now I got to see Cole Radrick versus Hoodfoot. I need that, or them oh teaming God. up in another match and get that kid killed. I mean, the thing is, it's just this or or uh, Jimmy Lloyd versus Cole Radrick in a death match. I would,
0: I would, that would make more sense for me. I, know, I, would, I would handle that one. Um, but yeah, shout out
1: was... to a different effing boy, Jimmy Lloyd, uh, the best wrestler <laughs> in the world right now. Um, Stop it! But uh, but yeah, I uh, I mean, but yeah, I could go on and on about all the indie people I'd want to see on there. As far as like people in other companies that maybe might be a little more well known. Um and that someone that hasn't been brought up yet. I mean, I would love to see Shibata in AEW if he can wrestle, uh, like yeah, that'd for real. That'd, that'd be a big one. Or or Tomohiro Ishii, getting getting him more in AEW. He had like that one match there, right? But outside of that, he hasn't done anything. So uh, give me give me more Ishii and give me Shibata.
0: Give give me Chad Gable and give me Ricochet. I would I would love to see both of those guys in AEW. And everybody's like, well, Ricochet, like, you know, like, everybody does what Ricochet does now. Blah, blah. No, like, Ricochet's a different dude. Like, that that guy, if he's actually able to really go out there and deliver, like, he would kill it. Roger Strong's a good one because um, it would just complete the Undisputed Era. So that would be kind of cool, too.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you've been watching Colby Carino lately, but he's giving me like serious Roger Strong vibes right now. Like he's doing like all his different types of backbreakers and stuff. But he's, really? he's, he's but he's but he's, he's pulling it off. Like he's looking. I've noticed good. he's gotten bigger too. Like, yeah, he used to be really skinny, but he's gotten bigger, so that's good. And also shout out to you know Nick Wayne for getting the AEW contract at sixteen because that's. Not only is that huge for him, but I think that'll be a big part of the path for AEW's future is they're going to sign wrestlers like him, maybe you know, Billy Starks, Marcus Mathers, Starboy Charlie, like the the literal teenagers in wrestling that, you know, get them, basically give them like a like a college uh, 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 sponsorship, whatever you call it. Uh, the, uh, why am I blanking on the word? The what you get when you go play sports at school and they they let you go there for free, um, scholarship. Scholarship. I don't know why I was blanking on that word, but you basically give them like a scholarship, like yep, you know, um, and they have a guarantee of making a certain amount of money once they turn eighteen, um, and they can be used before that. So I I, I think that's um, something to definitely keep your eyes out for. Um, to Ninja Mac versus Phoenix at ECW Hardcore. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be incredible. Yeah, yeah, that
0: would be dope. Um and and the, like Ninja Max one of those guys that like if you're just a casual viewer and you see him for the first time he's going to get your attention. I know somebody that um went to Mission Pro, you know with Thunder Roses. Thunder Rose in promotion. Texas. Yeah. Yeah, well it's in Conroe, Texas and it was like 5 minutes from his house, so he went ahead and went and he never goes to wrestling shows, right? And his kids went with him. And he enjoyed it and all, but uh, he said that, like, Ninja Mac blew him away, and the kids loved Ninja Mac, and, like, that's all they talked about when they left the show. Like, it's all woman promotion, but Ninja Mac was there for that night to, like, do a little something, and it really impressed them. So I just think he has that, like, wow factor that people have never seen do stuff like that in the ring he's he's definitely a special type of dude
1: i i completely agree he he he, he there's guys like him and dante martin and stuff i mean dante Leone as well um yep. a lot of those guys that like they're they're just super innovative in the stuff that they're doing like ninja mac you know instead of just doing like a sasuke special which is impressive on its own he'll do front hand springs into back hand springs like back and forth across the ring like four times before he jumps over the top and stuff just stuff that you just you just never thought was even possible i pop every time i see him do that uh phoenix Flash 630 off the top like that's such a sick finishing move um so yeah no i'm obviously a huge fan of ninja mac so
0: yeah he's awesome um what else let's see i think we were going to cover something else and i forgot Oh, we're oh yes, 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 yes. Does Bobby Green have a shot this Saturday?
1: I think he's got a shot. Um, I do
0: too. I do too.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a fan. You know, we talk about him quite a bit. I feel like um, when he went around the time that he's going to fight, usually, and he just he just won over uh, an Nostrad Halprest like two weeks ago, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um. So, uh. Yeah, I mean, he's game, and he's dangerous. Yeah, I think, as, especially when, as long as the fight is standing, he has a really good shot, I think, of catching Islam. But if Islam gets a hold of him, it's probably just going to be game over, unfortunately. Yep. But uh, a huge shout-out to – let, let me put it this way. If Bobby Green comes in on, like, 10 days' notice or whatever and, like, knocks out Islam Mahachev, <sighs> I'm okay with them pushing Bobby Green into, like, a title match. Like, I agree. You know? um and that'd be a hell of a story this is a dude who like if i remember correctly i think like his brother was murdered and like i think he went through a lot of like if i remember correctly i think his brother was in a gang but then had cleaned up his life and was out of the gang but still got murdered over like a gang related thing from years before yeah. um and I, I think he might maybe even others in bobby green's life had, had have been murdered as well like he's just been through a lot of stuff rough upbringing but uh, that dude is always game when he's in the octagon. I'm, I'm I'm always a fan of watching him fight.
0: Yeah. He, he had a really interesting interview with Ariel. Helwani. I don't know if you checked it out or not, but uh, he was mad at Ariel and he hadn't talked to him in a long time and they had to hash it out. And he let him have it for a little bit and then they, they were cool. But, um, he, uh, he's just, you know, he's, he's ready to fight. He's ready to do his thing. And, uh, It'll be interesting because he says that he gets to like 190, like walking around. Yeah, fights at 155. He said that he, like, the moment he was done with fighting, like, he went and got a bunch of sushi and he's gotten all big. And so when he got the call, it was like, damn, you know, he says he's already cut like 25, 30 pounds. So he thinks he'll be ready. But I was just thinking to myself, like, damn. Like, that might not be easy to hold down and take down if he's all the way up to, like, 170, 175 in, in the cage. You know what I mean? And yeah. he does have decent wrestling. He has somewhat of an amateur wrestling background, and he can he's hard to hit. So, it'll be an interesting fight. I mean, I definitely think Islam's a favorite. But, I mean, Bobby Green's, like, plus 500 right now.
1: Yeah. I need to start getting in on some more stuff. Like, the last fight night i went five for five on the main card like, yeah you know like i i in most of these cards, yeah most of these exactly and mo- most of these cards you know i'm getting like four out of five like fairly often um and then like to get the five out of five this past week i was like damn i could have put down like five bucks and, like once some like actual money off of like a small bet um but uh but yeah i think i you know I would definitely say Mahachev is the favorite, but for sure, I think I think Bobby Green's he, he's got a shot in there, and I also think like I don't think that they'll do it at the catch weight, but I think if there was any issue with Bobby Green making the weight, they would make an exception because of how short notice it was. Not only just of being short notice, but like he literally fought like on the last card, so like he fought three rounds too.
0: It's not yeah. like he just like got a first round knockout in a couple of minutes. Like he fought three round fight, like. Th- He's got some balls, man. And, and yeah. like, it's like uh, Dan Hooker said. He's like, Bobby Green wasn't the first choice for them, but everybody turned him down. And Bobby Green said yes. And that – you, you want to win the UFC over? You want to get in Dana's good graces? Do stuff like that. You'll always yeah. win them over.
1: That's a great point because, um, yeah, I'm sure they did ask quite a few people. And they – not only do they not want any part of fighting Mahachev, they want no part of doing it on short notice – Correct. Um, and also, something to bring up with Bobby Green is a lot of the fights that he's lost have been split decisions. Like, even the yep. even like his losses are, are usually could have went either way, he's had some split decision wins too, to be fair. But like, the last like
0: real loss he had was against Poirier and Poirier yeah. knocked him out.
1: But that and, was that had to have been what, like 2017 it, or
0: something? It was like 199 or something, UFC 199, I think it was. I don't know I'm sure off the top of my well, head. I'm sorry. I'm,
1: I'm saying like the year was probably like 2007. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm
0: just thinking like UFC wise. I think that's what it was. I'm not sure off the top of my head. I'll look it up but if you go back and watch that fight, like Bobby's barely dodging punches. Bobby is nowhere near the fighter that he is now. Like I think that it would be a different story. I'm not saying he beat Poirier, but I think it would definitely be a different story. Like that was in
1: June of 2016. Wow. Yeah.
0: 2016. There you go. So yeah, it's been a while. Um, He's been around since Strike Force. Yeah. He was a Strike Force fighter. So he's another one of those guys that could possibly have like a Maz resurgence where like you've been in the game forever, but then you get the Darren Till knockout and then it's like boom. Dan you're yeah. a movie star
1: after that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, good for him. I you know, in my in my heart, like I honestly want to see Bobby Green win this fight. Um yep. but Islam Makhachev is a very, very good fighter. And obviously with Habib being in his corner and he's kind of been like the chosen one, like Habib retired. He's the one that they're now like pushing out of their camp as like the next Habib. And, uh, you know, I, he, he just, he's a stylistic nightmare for m- most people in that division. That's what makes him so interesting is like, as, as such a good grappler as he is when the majority of the, the top of the division is going to be guys like, you know, uh, obviously the, the current champion, Olivera, he's a nightmare for completely other reasons. He's, I I think, I think Olivera would beat everyone I'm talking about. Like, I'm just on that bandwagon hardcore, but like, I think Mahachev would be a nightmare for guys like, uh, like Gaethje and Poirier and Connor and like all those kind of guys who, some of them, you know, like Gaethje has good wrestling, but like not the way that machet does um it it probably looks like when gaichi fought habib if they fought each other um so he's interesting for the division because of his style but uh but i think bobby green is a lot more exciting just personally so
0: yeah no i i mean i would have been really interesting to see how uh, benil dariush would have done against islam like that could have been a really interesting fight so that's unfortunate, but to me, Bobby Green is a pretty damn good replacement. So yeah. that's that's pretty dope.
1: Well, and that's the thing too with Darius. Like, it's such a bummer for him because really, the way that this was set up is they're going to do Gaethje versus Oliveira, and like the winner of Mahachev and Darius should have been the next fighter to get a title shot after that. And I think Mahachev will still get that if he beats. I mean, he, it's less likely. With it being Bobby Green than it being Daryush, but I still think there's a good chance that Mahachev still would get the next title shot. Um, but I don't know if so much. anybody else.
0: Is there anybody else knocking at the door that's around there?
1: Um, Not that hasn't already fought Oliveira, I don't think. Um, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Are you able to legally gamble in Georgia?
0: Mm mm neither are we in Texas. I don't get it, man. Like you can get a gun, you can you can you can drink, like you can have a minor drink with the parent. They could be like eight years old and have alcohol as long as the parents in the restaurant with them. Like, but you can't get a gun. I mean, but you can't gamble. Like, I don't
1: get it. That's ridiculous. I feel the same way about marijuana and stuff. Like I just Georgia is just so behind when it comes to like everything. Um so in, in lightweight you have yeah, Olvere is the champion, then gechi Poirier, Darius, Mahachev. That's the order of the ranking. So um so yeah, Mahachev will will definitely get a title shot, I think. Um, yep. but that said, like, so Bobby Green isn't even actually ranked in the UFC top fifteen. Which is crazy. But if he wins, he'll be in the top five. Yep. Um <clears throat> Maybe they make Bobby Green run back like a Poirier or or have him fight the loser of there, or something. Like I but once once again, I'm fine with them just like if he beats Mahachev. I think he, if he gets in
0: the top five, then I think you can justify him getting the shot if he beats Islam. Because Islam's is basically the number one contender and he beat him. So Yeah. And and, Poirier, and, the, and, and they, they like pay per
1: view. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they like pay-per-view. Like they like they like a guy that can get some buzz. It's an exciting fighter. That would definitely be Bobby Green. They would be full promotion behind him if he somehow won.
1: And, and if they did that, that he is someone that I could see maybe Connor wanting to fight because stylistically, yes. like yes. Connor, that's Connor can win that fight. And yes. um, he and he, and they would both stand. What, and, yeah. He's
0: like Kevin Lee without being the bitch. <laughs> Like, yeah, seriously, guess. like, Kevin yeah. Lee is, the is like, amazingly talented, but he doesn't have the warrior spirit fighter, like, in him, like Bobby. Bobby's a street fighter. Bobby's, like, a real fighter that will just go and bang.
1: Kevin Lee might not have the warrior spirit, but he has the warrior helmet. Tattoo. Tattoo yeah, on the back of his head. That, um, that'll
0: change what's inside. You know yeah, no, what I, I
1: mean? Yeah. But like I I
0: really like Kevin Lee, but when whenever he starts to get hurt, when he gets tired, he just starts to fold. He's just not made for he's 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 a lot to me like Frank Mir. He's a front runner. Like as long as everything's going well, he'll dominate. But if things aren't going well, it goes down real quick, real fast.
1: Kirk Cousins.
0: And I hate talking about fighters because they could all kick my ass, right? So, like, I'm just giving my honest opinion. But, like, shout out to all the fighters they are tough SOBs. They're way tougher than I am. They beat my ass. But I'm just saying, like, to me, Bobby Green is that marketable – badass that they would love to promote i think he fights a lot like a diaz i think that a Connor bobby green pay-per-view where actual like stakes are on this thing and they both matter and they're both ranked i think would be
1: huge yeah yeah i agree (laughs) so i'm looking forward to that one and then i think the next weekend yeah is is the uh colby and masvidal fight right so it's just this ufc this weekend then the next weekend and then that's the same weekend as uh revolution so yep oh and also i've got terminus on thursday i'm going to that Ah, yeah Um, that's gonna be dope yeah i uh well i didn't know if i was gonna go or not because it's a little bit farther away this time like not super far it's still under an hour probably like 40 minutes or so um different venue i think it's a yeah i think it's a different venue Or, or or it's like something really really similar like but just like another building in the same kind of area um gotcha. but it's uh i i couldn't tell because like there was traffic when i looked at the directions the other day so it might have made it look farther than it was but anyway the, the point is i wasn't sure if i was gonna go or not and um i actually hadn't even asked sean or fight for anybody about it just because i it crept up on me so fast it was like oh shit terminus is like this week and i didn't right. say anything about it and baron black dm'd me out of the blue and he was like hey man you're gonna be you're gonna be there again on thursday because i got to talk to him a little bit at the last one um right because i was there for fightful then and yeah. he was like yeah man i got you on the list like come on come on down on the show and i was like oh cool. how you like, say no to that <laughs> i was like i was like i mean if you're gonna put me on the list like i'm gonna definitely show up, you know so um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go hopefully he actually relays the 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 list to the, the front door this time because i think i told you last time that yeah he he forgot to actually tell them so i had to be like i'm with fightful and then like they had to put two and two together and then they like realized who i was and let me in and sat me right next to the other guys from fightful from Rhapsody. but yeah. this time i'm hoping i just walk through the venue now it's also gonna be a lot easier this time because like there's not going to be snow and ice all over the right. roads and all these bad weather conditions and all this stuff. Like I can just calmly, coolly just drive out there early, maybe talk to a couple wrestlers, get some pictures uh, of the venue yeah. and whatnot. And, you know, be a lot less stressful this time, hopefully because, because of the weather, but um, the, the car looks really good. I know it's been changed a handful of times because like yeah. Josh Alexander can't make it for instance. And, and stuff but... Leo rushes out. Yeah, but I think I think isn't Chris Sabin replacing him? That's a pretty good replacement.
0: Yeah, and then so, I mean, isn't Shane Strickland supposed to be there? And, I think it's Shane like,
1: Strickland versus Chris Sabin. I think maybe. Okay, I could yeah, be wrong. There I could be wrong.
0: There's a lot. Davies on that card, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, there's all. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Serena Deeb's on the card. Like. Yeah. There you go. There you dude, go. This is a good. This is a good show. Fan, um,
0: fanboy out there.
1: I will. I'm gonna tell Serena Deev. She's like my favorite wrestler. If I get a chance to, um, yeah. like watch live rounds on th- on uh, Tuesday nights. I talk about you all the time. All right. Um, I do. I do. Some. I did a submission for, um, some like end of the year stuff, um, for like some different websites where just kind of you know they sent out ballots to people, and I had her as the the highest ranked woman of anyone in wrestling, which I think I ranked her higher than. I mean, most people had like Britt ahead of her and stuff because like right. being the champion and stuff. But yeah. I was like, I'm basing this off of talent. Like, I think she's the most talented. Well, her and Charlotte, I think, are the two most talented female wrestlers in the world right now, probably. So yeah. Thunder Rosa is way dope. up there too. I'm not going to take anything away from her. Um, but that's do you kind think, of where do you I'm think
0: at. that they're do you think the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker is like? It it, it feels weird, too, too, because this is kind of like, for me, the whole Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Like, this was the dream, big time, the biggest match in AEW women's history, in my opinion. And it just doesn't feel like that, you know?
1: I kind of agree. Um, But I think that they'll do a good job of hyping it before the show. And I do think Thunder Rosa won the title at the paper. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Which makes I mean, me wonder, happened.
0: like, does does Brit feud with Jamie hater since they've been constantly going back and forth? Like where where does that go? You know what I mean?
1: Well and well, luckily for Brit, she always has that in being involved with Adam Cole too. Yep. So like so she has She'll always have high profile stuff to be involved with, with or without the championship. Thunder Rosa. Well, they could be they a to thing this- too,
0: where both of them are champs because Adam won't win, and then Britt loses her title, and then they'll, you know, Adam will be pissed. So it'll be interesting how they do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just think it's, I, I just think they got to put the title on on Thunder Rosa here, um, for for Thunder Rosa's sake, because like she yeah. deserves it. Um, she did beat Britt in the lights out match before Britt won the title it's kind of over
0: also yeah. Brit's been like paying money to get her taken out because it's like, she knows that she can't beat her type of story. Right. right? So it's like, it wouldn't make a lot of sense if actual Brit beat Thunder Rosa. Cause then it's like them, what like the thunder has to win the title. Yeah, I
1: agree. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be at Terminus on Thursday. So anyone who used, is used to watching me on Thursday nights on the uh, the Twitch for Fightful uh, Fightful Gaming, I won't be there this Thursday. I'll be there still for the spotlight on Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, myself and Jeremy Lambert talking a whole bunch of stuff from the World of Wrestling. Uh, that's on the YouTube main channel. But I will not be there for the Twitch stream because I will be live in the house at Terminus. Also, as we wrap the show up, I want to give a quick shout out to Unkind Esports. Make sure to follow them and all social media at Unkind Esports. Make sure to follow, uh, check out their website, unkindesports.com. Check out their Twitch. They've been playing FIFA tournaments. I know they're looking for people to game. They want more people involved in their community, and they like wrestling fans and MMA fans a lot over there. So if you go over there, you'll be right right in with your type of people. And I say it all the time because I think it's like the best point that can be made. Rob Van Dam is one of the co-owners of Unkind Esports. So, like, you know that there's a lot of wrestling fans over there if Rob Van Dam's involved. So, y'all will uh, fit in great. Uh, go there and support Unkind Esports because they support us. And make sure to follow me on Twitter Fight Talk underscore. Everything else I got going, on, I'll keep updated on my Twitter. And I should be going live tomorrow at 10 a.m. with Jesse to talk more about Elimination Chamber. So, if you want to uh, check that out, it's Jesse Davin's YouTube channel, and I'll put links on my Twitter tomorrow before we go live.
0: Awesome. You guys can follow me right there. There's my Twitter account. Follow us on the Instagram account. Should have some new pictures this week. Um, I'll get some base uh, of the
1: terminus also.
0: Yeah. Some stuff you normally wouldn't get to see. So follow us on that account. And, uh, yeah, I just appreciate you guys. Thanks for, for tuning in. Thanks for liking this video. We've definitely seen a growth in the channel the last three month, three weeks or so last month. So definitely appreciate it. Um,
1: I think last no. week's show is our biggest show outside of when Bill came on,
0: I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. 1.8 uh 1.8 uh bleh, almost 2000, almost, almost 2000 people. I'm like, man, 1.8 what?" what?
1: And, and honestly, it's it's probably right around that with people who've listened um the, to the audio cuz right. I people hit me up all the time like Brandon hit me up earlier. I was on Twitch earlier on like my personal playing uh, Dreamcast and he was in there hanging out. And he was like, man, thank you so much for putting these out on Spotify. Cause I, I have to usually do listen while I'm commuting or sitting at work. And it's just a lot easier. So that's why I do it for y'all. Like, that's why I take these and I put the audio form out there and it goes out on Spotify and iTunes and all the different places you can find podcasts. And it's totally free, just like this YouTube channel. So if you ever see this or, you know, there's ever any hesitation about, I want to watch the show but i don't want to have youtube open or blah 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 for whatever reason like these are all available in audio form on the fight talk podcast audio feed and i put up links the next day so like tomorrow sometime in the afternoon probably i'll tweet out links for all the audio for everything that you heard today so um thanks for everyone who listens to the audio as well we we appreciate y'all just as so much as we appreciate the live viewers here on youtube everyone everyone who who supports us like we we see all y'all like on all platforms and we really appreciate it
0: absolutely and, and just anybody that donates super chat anybody that's helped out this channel i really appreciate it it's not like i'm just like oh you know whatever thanks like no i definitely really appreciate it you guys have really helped us and uh I just I, I can feel momentum for the channel um, and, and I know it wouldn't be possible without you guys. So thank you. If you haven't, please subscribe. Uh, please hit that like button and we will see you guys next week. Bye.